everybody. This is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week of February 24th, 2012. I'm Sarah. I'm here with the editor-in-chief of uh, Comic Vine. Forgot where we worked for a minute. Tony Hi. Guerrero. Hi. Hi. Hey. That's and it. That's it. That's it. Actually, that's and a bottle of Pellegrino, empty bottle of Pellegrino. Mm-hmm. Also, my coffee, mm-hmm. as well as a banana and your stinky eggs. Eight eggs in the podcast room on purpose this morning. Jeez, oh, because it's a small room and the door is closed, and mm-hmm. we are stuck here for two hours. But if you eat the eggs, you don't smell the eggs. Tony did not eat the eggs. I walked in as soon as I walked in. I, I, was, I was like, should I say anything? It stinks in here, or should I? Not when be. Did you, when did you realize that I ate eggs? As soon as I walked in, I could smell the eggs, and then I saw. It on it. I, then I was like, "Wait, you still have an egg on your desk? Did you have two eggs?" Correct. Wow. I did not eat the whole egg. Only the egg whites. Comic books. I don't eat the yolk. Do you eat the the yolk? Sometimes. Isn't that like high in cholesterol? I don't eat hard boiled eggs often. Oh, I like hard boiled eggs, but. I don't know how to make them. I always burn them. I always burn them. I'm not kidding. You burn a hard-boiled egg? I burn hard-boiled eggs. Or I don't boil them for long enough, and then they are not hard-boiled. You should look up the recipe. I did. Clearly, I'm doing something wrong. Or you can just go to little um, like coffee shop deli places that, that sell them, that have them sitting how, in a bowl. How did you know what I did this morning? How did you know? Paid 50 cents for an egg. It's a big, like, upcharge for an egg. I don't know. One time, me, me and Norm went to the place around the block from us, and they yeah. had eggs. I think it was Norm. Probably. Was it Norm? And he's like, how long have they been there? I was like, since last September. And, and then the guy's like, yeah. And he's like, what? What? He's like, no, I'm joking. Oh. Uh, I was like, uh, you probably shouldn't That's not joke. a funny joke. I thought well, it was. Well, like, when, like, those eggs are still warm. It's like they just put them out. Fresh, hard-boiled eggs. Maybe just, just put them under a heat lamp. So they... There's no heat lamp. They're in a basket. They're in a heat lamp in, behind the They're counter. They're in a basket. In no. What are they, reptiles, like, waiting to hatch? No, they're, they're, they put them there so when someone comes in, they're like, oh, this is just came out. It's no, just that's warm. that's a lot of effort to, like, Well, if you got eggs people. from last September and you want to sell it, you don't want to throw away here. your 50 cents. Let's talk about things that we're supposed to be talking about, which are not eggs. Wolverine and the X-Men, number six. Don't sound so excited. What? I love this. This is this is great, except I didn't read it. <laughs> Give it to me. I get, you know, I gave you one yesterday to read. Yeah. And you probably took it? No. Lame. Thank you. I even wrote an article about it. That's well, how much I liked it. I read your article. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> No, I really wanted to read this. Mm-hmm. So basically, Wolverine's running a school. Yeah, I know what you wrote about. I'm, is I'm he talking to the people. Or not? I'm talking. You just read the headline. No. Yeah, you did. Maybe, maybe you read the deck. Probably not. So Wolverine's running a school. You have little faith. I wonder why. Uh, Wolverine's running a school. He's running a school. And, and they're under attack. And he takes Quentin Quire into outer space, which happened last issue. And so he's. They're gonna gamble. They're going to gamble. And he's using his tel- telepathy. Irresponsible. That wasn't really covered in the comic. How old is Quentin? He's, he's is he allowed to gamble? That's not Well, even it's, it's on another planet. They have it doesn't different matter. Laws. They have different laws. What is this, Star Wars? Kind of. <laughs> okay. 
Um, so they go out there, and Wolverine needs money because the school keeps getting smashed, and he's got all his high tech stuff in there. Why did he have to take Quentin? Because he's got like super telepathy. He's like one of the most powerful. Oh right! So he's gonna so, cheat. Yeah, then that's the thing. So they're gonna wow. abuse the powers and wow. cheat and he, gamble and what? take an underage kid. What a terrible child endangerment aliens model. Horrible. Exactly. All you need now is be like Quentin. Take that shot of tequila. Take it. Well, then take they it. they split up, and he's like, he's got a couple alien ladies on his arm. Oh he's man! Like, like, hey. I mean, tequila was one thing, but really. Yeah. So, but well. someone brought up the point. It's like, well, it, it's not like he's using it for personal gain. It's for the sake of the school and for the sake of the kids. It's doing it for the kids. Mm. That's like saying that, uh, you know, in, like uh, like in a really bad situation, sometimes lives need to be sacrificed for the greater good and protection. Of- and it's Quentin Quire. Wolverine hates him. So if he gets lost or killed by some alien, eh. He's not going to mind. And that's the other thing is he he just they left the school's being attacked. Mm-hmm. No, they're like, where's Wolverine at? You know, he's supposed to be in charge of school. He's a headmaster. They don't know where he's at. He just he he left the planet mm-hmm. with a student. Didn't mm-hmm. tell anyone. There's a bunch of microscopic brood in Kitty Pride. They're being attacked by this killer alien dude. It's slaughtering people. What about Little Brew? Is he upset? He gets killed. What? That was like the big shocker. You oh didn't... my god, I'm not even. Oh, he's so cute. Yes, I can hear them. They are definitely brood inside you. So cute. So a lot happens. Brew's my Brew's my favorite character. Misha cosplays no. Brew. Maybe I will. Mm-hmm. No, I just don't think we should get on that subject again. All right. You cosplay hater. Uncanny Ox Force. Uncanny X Force. With Lady Captain Britain, Lady Psylocke, Phantom X, Otherworld. Cover's so nice, and then you open it, and it's like, oh, no. Um, so Greg Ticini does the art. It's it's fine. No, I mean, sometimes it, it, it works, but then yeah. there's, sometimes it's, it's like it, it slips a little bit. So, oh, it's like, it's like, it's, I don't want to say it's sloppy because it's not sloppy. It's just impressionistic yeah and like like you know sometimes like the heads are, are little floating it's floating sort of it's just where's her neck i don't know a little create creative yeah, it's gone interpretation no it's it's like it's a little impressionistic so you know you have a story that like a lot of detail in the art would help tell mm-hmm. the story and you don't have that here but it's weird because like so i like here here, people can't see where I'm pointing. And here, she kind of looks different. Yeah. Those three different panels. Well, that's that's her emotions are different, so she looks like different people. What did you think of the issue? You rev- reviewed this, right? I gave it a four. Yeah. It's still good. Like, you know, I still like it. I think that there's a good balance between, like, what's going on with Deadpool and Wolverine and then uh, what what's happening with uh, Phantom X and Psylocke and Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Go ahead. That last page. What? No. That's, that's, why? Yeah, that's that's the end. I I I'm I'm digging this whole Nightcrawler thing. At first, I was like, okay, yeah, we got yeah, Age, cool. Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler. It's like, oh, what's gonna happen? But I I kind of like how everyone's dealing with it. It's like, and you know, he he comments on that, you know, because he everyone's used to him being dead and he's back, but it's not really him. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he's he's different, but mm-hmm. he, it's still kind of him, but it's not. Yeah. So I, I kind of like. 
how they're handling that. And I, I'm, I'd like him to stick around for a bit. I mean, I don't think we'll get regular Nightcrawler back anytime soon. Right. So for now, it, it's it, there's potential there. I, uh, yeah, her mask looks like it's eating her face. So you're talking about Psylocke's Captain Britain costume? It's not eating her face. Dude, it's so bulky. That's because it's a Captain Britain helmet. That's how it's. Is classic. it a helmet? Is it a helmet? Uh, they were. I mean, this one is in this last the next issue page. It's obviously it looks a little different. I mean, that's the thing. It it, it looks different throughout the issue. Yeah. So whether it's it's like the the round bulky. I mean, that was my thought. It was because there was one particular Captain Britain core member, whatever. Who was around? I'm totally blanking on her name. Like back in the, the '80s, the like the Alan Moore, um, Chris Claremont, Alan Davis running Captain Britain. I, I can't remember what her name is, but she had one. It was it was kind of round, didn't cover the top of her head, so her hair kind of stuck out, and you know, obviously her bottom of her mouth stuck out. That's just kind of like the style, and I think I, I think it's kind of neat. Yeah, see, like here it looks really round. Yeah. This page, but it's it's not like that throughout because we just have some differences going on. Mm-hmm. I think it's a cool costume, though. I like it. You don't. It's all right. It's all right. Oh my goodness, Batman of Dark Knight! How was it? Oh. Awesome? Did you love it? Did you freaking love oh, it? Jeez. Yeah, you did. I I wanted to review this. If I reviewed it, you would have given it a two. Exactly. I probably would have given oh, it a, yeah. a two. Oh yeah. To maybe close to. Th- Come on, don't be generous. It's to just two. just be honest. So it's it's continuing with the whole thing, you know. We, oh yeah, I love this. We, this is this is what I'm going to go as. White rabbit. Yeah. Start a campaign. Sarah Lima is the white rabbit. Move over, Emma Frost. And even that's consistent because, like, there's like one shot where she's running and like what the her, crap? her her. Underwear is going up her butt, and then, but she's supposed to have the little cottontail. And I don't understand. So we're we're dealing with all this stuff. You know, there's toxin. Batman was infected. He somehow fights Superman to a standstill, and Flash is still infected, and he has to run to keep it. You know, his metabolism up so it doesn't infect him. But it, you know, there's twists to the stuff, and yeah, it's bad. All and, right, and Bane's here because that, that's what that's really what drew my attention. It's like, oh, Bane's on the cover. Right. What are we going to have here? And, Terrible. And then, so finally, when he, he comes, mm-hmm. he's, it's, this is like, it's not Bane, Secret Six Bane. This is like, Bane, I, I hate you and I'm going to break your back again. You know, they, they reference that he did that. So this is Angry Bane. Yeah. Not, not Bane that's kind of sort of a hero, but, you know, not really. So they're fighting and it's just, oh, what, I just, I don't know Next is the vengeance of Bane. Oh, it's like, man. I just don't, don't know what's going on. And, like, it doesn't matter. And I mean, here it's just issue six, and I is, was is hoping quarter, the story arc would be over. Is the Court of Owls going to uh, pop in here or no? It's supposed to pop in everything. Everything. That'll be interesting. I think it's even popping into Red Hood and the Outlaws. Wow. It's going to be in Batgirl. It's going to be an all-star Western. All the Western, Bat Family books. All-star Western. Oh, sort of. Yeah, I mean, they're going to reference it. Yeah, you know. they already started. Well, yeah, yeah, cause yeah. They've been referencing Batman for a while, and, and we saw covered I forgot what issue, but they showed the, the talent from that mm-hmm. time period. Mm-hmm. And then on the source, they've been, they were, they, they showed, um, they had showed the 1880s talent from John Hex's mm-hmm. time. They showed the 1840s version, mm-hmm. 
they've shown a 1950s version. So there's like just showing us you know, sketches, all like the designs towns. of all these, all, the towns. all these different um, time periods, eras. Yeah. All so. the towns. All the towns? All the towns. Towns? So towns. interesting. Towns. 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 Aquaman. Aquaman. Uh, it's really Mira's book this yeah, week. This one was about Mira. Um, the the complaint people talk about is the change is in, in the art. Sucked. It's Joe Joe Prado's art. So I didn't like this. Did you like it? It was uh, there were some things I liked. Um, so I we we get a flashback silly. to four years ago. So we find out because just like as before, you know, she has some you know dark roots, not with her hair, but you know her no, whole she's thing. She's natural redhead. You know, she's supposed. To, well, oh, never mind. Um, we were supposed to talk about. Or I'm not going there, Sarah. Don't try to make me go there. Um, she has a, a certain mission, you know, because she was her her race is obviously yeah. not friendly with with the Atlanteans and yeah. There's so it's one. It left off where she's going to the grocery store to yeah, get dog food. The, you, you the dude that owns the grocery store is most such like, a stereotype. Yeah, it's like stupid jerk face. So this dude manager, whether it's Rudy the Super owner, sexist, like chauvinistic. He's like, you know, you'd look very pretty with a little more makeup, Jennifer. So he's like clearly. Sexually harassing harassing her. His, his employee. Yeah. And she even says, I'm not comfortable talking about stuff like that. I bet I can help you get comfortable. Really, dude? And then Mara comes in, and then she, the, the girl, Jennifer, she's like, you're, and he's like, hot. It's like, I know. Who, I rolled who, my eyes. Who says. Like five times in a who, row. Who, like, flat out tells someone, you're hot. You know, with somebody with no filter. Well, that's happens. exactly a filter. Yeah, I mean, but this you know, happens. you know, and it can happen on the internet and comments. You see, you know, also like in that. person. But very awkward. Is is it insulting or is it like, oh, thanks? It's like, or, are you drunk right now? It's just like uh, that's what it's like. It's yeah. like, oh, okay, thanks. You know, I, I like when people tell me I'm hot. You know, it's just like Rick, come on. You I mean, know, you like it's it, a time and a place. You like it a little. Um, so this guy, and so he's basically kind of like hitting on Mirror. Not, uh, more like harassing her. Well, yeah. He, well, he's making. Hey, oh, I'm can, gonna touch your hair. I can help you. Really? Can I ever? If somebody came up and to me and started touching my hair, I well, it's, it's not. I even would punch them in the face. Then he's like, "The suit. What's it made of?" It's and so he's got his hand like around her back, like he's also her, touching her, 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 her hair. But but here, he, he, <laughs> what is wrong with this person? Did someone try smelling your hair one time? Uh, I'm trying to think here. I don't know why I got that in my head. Like yes. at a convention or something like that. Or... Yeah, I've had that happen a couple times. It's kind of weird. And it, and, it, and it always takes me back to when I when The Hunchback of Notre Dame came out when I was a kid. Disney one? Disney one. There's Esmeralda. a scene. Yeah. I've never seen that movie. Actually. You've never seen it? No. So there's a scene between Esmeralda and Claude uh, Fro, Frollo. Whatever Frodo. bad the evil, Fro- evil Frodo man, Baggins. the evil man, um, where he smells her hair, and it's like this. It's not even like a discreet thing, you know. So for a Disney movie, even as a kid, I was like, "Why is he doing that?" And then I remember, you know, later I'm like, "I can't believe they put that in there, just because it's so like sexual, you know," mm-hmm. and. Oh, it just gave me the creeps. So every time somebody tries to smell my hair, I get a little uncomfortable. It's a little strange. So you hear that people don't don't smell Sarah's hair. Dude, don't come near my hair. So, but then he's got his hand like in the small of her back, which yeah, you know, like creep. what's this costume? 
Um, so this was still written by Jeff Johns. I mean, it's, it's interesting that you know, and and yeah, you know, he's he's writing her. She's a tough character, and you know, she's obviously just not going to put up really with stuff. Write her as a tough character, though. But, I mean, she puts well, up with a lot of crap on that one page. I get that, like she eventually breaks his arm and stuff, but spoiler. But no. I mean, the thing is, you know, because she's a not that she's naive, but you know, she's not familiar with right. Earthly so she's like, what land, is land, this man land doing? Customs. But like this guy was, it was okay. This just whole scene. It was did a not weird. feel like Jeff wrote no, this. No, it didn't. I was a little, not impressed. But then you know she does some he's cool much, things later. He's much better at writing male characters. That's for sure. I don't think Jeff Johns has ever written a female character that I've I've said yes. That is a great interpretation of that character. You don't like his Wonder Woman and Justice League number two or whatever it was. I don't Ooh, ice cream. Gee, mm. I like that. Or his explanation for Power Girl's hole in her shirt that used to be there. It's it's because I have nothing to put here. Are you listening, Jeff? <laughs> Try harder, dude. Seriously. But. I do like how you know he acknowledges that you know a lot of people don't take Aquaman seriously. You know, you still have that, and sometimes it, it's, it's, it seems like, like it's does too this much. Come into play in issue six as well. Aquaman is still uncool. Well, they they mention it, it's like oh Aquaman, is like, you know, because oh. I th- I think part of it. <laughs> someone says something. Oh, when um, so there's there's this bad guy. Let's say the bad guy to issue is not mm-hmm. really a bad guy, but when you know he sees. He's like, oh, you're Aqua Woman, ha 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 ha. You know, he's like, he's laughing at her because you know, she's a joke because she hangs out with Aquaman, and you know, so there's a lot of the common things. It's like, oh, you know, you're you're you can't do anything, to me. You know, you're a fish out of water. So you know, there's a lot of that where people don't realize that it's not like Aquaman or Mera she need can kick water. Your butt. Yeah. yeah. So even out of water, she can kick your butt. Yeah. Voodoo um, number six. So this was okay. This it's is it's a little weird. It's it's kind of I'm. I want to know why Jess Fallon went from being like cool detective chick to I'm going to put on a bunch of armor and like fight <laughs> fight people like a superhero. Nah, I didn't like where's that she, so much. Where's she at? Is that her? Yeah, because she, she's going up against dude. Dangerous. It, it was a little strange. So, but interesting developments, you know. There's uh, huge, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. What, what's really big, what? Really big stuff happens here. With the the status of voodoo. Who, who is voodoo? Who is voodoo really? And it's um. So Josh Williamson took over, and he's definitely opened up a can of worms. And it's, I'm really curious when basically we have like kind of two sort of storylines going on, mm-hmm. two things. If you want to say, like she that. reminds me of X23. Yeah, in some ways there's there's some of that where, because um, that that was my my problem with Voodoo from the beginning, uh, is that she you know yeah she was sent there you know she's an alien or half alien she's a hybrid she's supposed to be uncovering information mm-hmm. but it was just the way that she so easily killed, it's, and it's mm-hmm. like yeah whatever that that's she's programmed like that's what and it's like that didn't seem like who she should be and again I I should go back and read my early issues of Wildcat mm-hmm. which. It, it kind of feels like that's maybe Explained. where we're going a little more. Yeah, but it just—I just didn't like how here's a main character who can kill, and yeah, she's whether she's killing sleazy guys, mm-hmm. but she killed the agent in the first issue who was kind of sleazy, but he—he yeah. he wasn't necessarily—he wasn't a bad guy. No, I mean he didn't—you know—he wasn't corrupt or or anything like Although that. He did threaten her. He th- yeah, but but still, it's like 
And then there's a the whole thing with the truck driver. It's like, yeah, that guy was a slimy guy, and who knows what, what he might have done in the past or might do. Mm-hmm. But death is extreme. I see chop his hand off or break, smash his, you know, do something like that. But death is just, I, I, it just seemed like it was just too extreme. And in here, we're supposed to be rooting for this character because, you know, you, you don't want to buy a book um, of, of a cold blooded killer. I mean, I, I really liked the first, uh, first few issues. So. I'm, this is fine. It's just very different. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It's fine. You can talk to Josh about it later. Sure. Teen so, Titans, number six. Teen Titans, <laughs> number six. Um, so, <laughs> I'll tell you later. Um, <laughs> so, what, one, one of the things I liked about this is it picks up right after the last issue. Okay. Because, you know, a lot of times there's a big battle. Last issue, the Teen Titans kind of fully formed. Mm-hmm. They're fighting against Superboy. Superboy's still working for Nowhere, the, mm-hmm. the secret agency that's kidnapping all these metahuman teens and doing who knows what with them. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Superboy, he's, he's still not really sure if he wants to side with them or not. So he's working with them. And after, you know, the, the kids are kind of recovering. You know, they just they barely survived this this battle against Superboy. So I like that it picks up right there. Because usually comics, it's just, it's like, okay, that's done. Let's move on. So I, I like that we, we get that. But then it's, it's kind of silly. Uh, you know, there's all this destruction and everything like that. And then the New York Police Department, they're holding guns to him. Like, freeze. You guys what? cause all this damage. You're, you're, you're in trouble. We're going to call your parents. You know, you can't just do what you want. This is New York City. Yeah, right, okay. So, um, and there, that was, I thought, a little bit much. But, you know, they're supposed to be tough because, you know, they're, I mean, I guess if you're going to be a police, that's the thing. I, I, think, I don't know if I wrote about that before, but the, the P of a police officer in a world full of superheroes, it's like you have to be almost a little crazy because, you know, there's only so much you can do. Yeah, and, and then you know, you're, you're going to come up against them all the time. Because yeah, you don't have, it's not like you have, not like, armor or superpowers. And, you know, you're you're trying to do what you want. You know, you want to protect the innocent. But when you're facing, you know, superpowered people, it's like you just have a gun. Maybe you have a bulletproof vest. So you got to be tough. Um, there's some interesting stuff with, with Kid Flash. You know, his powers are a little out of whack. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get a little more information about his past. You know, who is he? He says his name is Bart Allen. Is he from the future? Is he related to Barry? You know, we, we don't really know. You know, and so we, we get a little information about that. So it's it's good. There's a twist then with one character who's going to be some interesting things. Um, yeah. So this this was it was good. We had a guest appearance. Um, I guess he's on the cover. If you can tell, he's this guy from another comic. This dude right here. Yeah. So people, I, I think people figured out who he was right away. Mm-hmm. So. He's on the cover. Yeah, and then new costume for for Kid Kid Flash. So it was good issues. It was fun. Um, Ultimate Spider Man number seven. How was it? Uh I gave it a four. It was. Uh, it probably would have been more like a three point five if we still did points. Um, it's good. It you know it's still Bendis. Obviously, it's Chris Somney doing the art. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Sarah Pacelli is is back next issue. Um, Chris, I think he, I think it was it came out last week that he, wow oh, they turned the light on out there it got really bright it was so weird um, in the engineer cave um, so Chris Somney is going to be alternating arcs I believe with mm-hmm. Paulo Rivera on Daredevil oh really yeah so it, 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 I saw it got leaked somehow on Twitter so and he's Francisco like, oh. Francovilla and because it's Paulo Rivera no it's Paulo Rivera. Rivera and Manuel 
someone. Not I can't I can't think of who's done. But um, because Fran- Francisco hasn't done Daredevil. He hasn't. No, he's been doing Captain America and Bucky, and he was doing um, Black Panther hmm. and Black Panther Man Without Fear, and he's doing a bunch of Dynamite covers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, and so we're basically. Well, that's going to be very different. What this art and Paolo? Well, let's see. So what we have here is um, recently Miles basically got approval to be Spider-Man. He you know met with Nick Fury. They, they basically Spider-Woman kicked his butt sort of, and they brought him. He got a new costume. So we're we're seeing a lot where he's he still doesn't know the extent of his powers. He doesn't really know how to use all his powers. So you know we're, we're seeing a, a lot of just a exploration. You know he's trying to figure things out. You know he's he's like. I need to work on wall crawling. So he goes up this building, then he's like, holy crap, I'm up really high. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, he doesn't have webs. And, you know, he's not really sure how he can do a lot of his things. So it's interesting that we, we have all that. But then there's like a explosion in the background. So he goes and investigates. He fights just a random villain. I didn't really like that so much. My, my main problem with this, you know, it, it's great seeing him try to explore everything. But maybe I need to go back and reread the last issue and the one before. I just don't think Nick Fury would just let him go out because, you know, he, he feels responsibility for what happened, you know, for, for Peter Parker dying. And then, so now he knows who this kid is. You know, he, he knows some stuff. And then he's like, okay, kid, here's a costume. Go out there. I'm not going to give you any official training or anything like that. And just, yeah, you know, I don't think that he'd do that either. Just, you know, try not to get killed. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird. I don't know. Um, the Flash, number six. Good. Yep, Captain Cold. Um, my prom with this, I hate that I'm like pointing out the. I, I don't. I feel like I'm pointing out all the things I didn't like in issues rather than. No, it's fine. I, I mean, you gave this a four, right? I gave this a four. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean it's, it's a cool story. So we have Captain Return to Captain Cold. Um, I really liked Mob Rule, mm-hmm. but what what was good about that is. It was a new villain, you know, so we got to see that. And now, because it seemed like in, a, in a, a lot of the New 52 books, they most of them tried going away from a regular villain. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they didn't want to just rely on, let's put the Joker in issue number one to try to get attention, you know. Instead, they they figured, you know, let's try a little different, let's be a little creative, set something up. So they, they did that with Mob Rule. Now we have to return to Captain Cold, which could lead to... The rogues, and you know he's he's got different powers, and he really has it in for the Flash for certain reasons that are explained in the issue, and you know it makes sense from what happened in the last few issues. My one problem with this is it, it kind of jumps around a little bit. It's like now, then it's like yesterday, then it's like you know twelve hours ago or fifteen minutes ago, and then it's like now, and then it's like ten minutes ago, and then now. So it's, it just kind of jumps around, which is an interesting way to tell a story but it almost like interrupts the flow does it pull you out of it yeah, it, yeah. it's just kind of like boom boom, boom here back in here and so but i mean it, it's fun and obviously the the, the art and color great mm-hmm. yeah it's beautiful so and you know we want to see more of captain cold so venom 13.3 venom. this is fourth part of circle four i missed an issue so this is a little weird you know i think i didn't read 13.1 still i don't know if i read 13.2 really well, I'm not, I, I didn't love this issue. It was a little bit strange. Like, all of a sudden, they, they were doing exactly what they wanted to do. Like, um, 
but then they weren't like you know one second x23 is like i have a soul i found out this is great you know and then and then she starts stabbing wolverine it was weird well i don't really understand i wonder if like the reason i don't understand is because i missed the last issue like but really like one issue really did that well, much like what's going on i mean um so so Alejandra uh destroyed that uh the amulet that was protecting um, hell from like expanding to the rest of the world Mm -hmm. and just containing it in Las Vegas. And because she destroyed it, they didn't think that she was going to destroy it. So it sort of like reversed everything. Uh, Yeah. Which I don't know how much sense that made to me personally. So. I mean, we, we see some, some interesting, um, I, I don't know if I want to give it away. Like, no, don't. But there, I mean, there, there's some 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 cool things that that kind of happen that are are shown here. But uh, the ca- characters also don't sound like they did in previous issues, and I think that might have to do with the fact that there there have been different writers each mm-hmm. issue, so it, the um, characterization is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's one more though. I think. Um, I'm trying to because I I know it ends in 14. I don't remember if there's a 13.4. I think that's um, it. Wait, what does it say in here? Part doesn't say part something of something. The last page. Does it say continues or concludes? I don't know. Oh, there is a 13.4. Okay, then issue 14. So we shall see. Fantastic Four 603. Interesting. Why is that? I I just thought it was interesting. Um, I, I will admit, I skimmed through this. This is not an issue you want to skim through. I mean, there's a lot going on. There's Galactus fighting the You also the can't pick this issue up and start here. Yeah, and especially because the Future Foundation are back. So, yeah. you know, it's like, what have they been up to? And, mm-hmm. you know, there's, they, they mentioned some things. And But the story is so big. Yeah. So big. As big as Galactus. How big is Galactus? It's a good question. Is he... How big is Galactus? Four stories tall? He ten is stories really tall? tiny. Is he, can he fit in your pocket? He can fit in your pocket. He's your pocket pal. He's oh. your pocket planet eater. Oh, sorry. So, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, it's, it's, it's big. It's crazy things happening. And that last page, don't know what to expect. Me neither. American Vampire, number 24. I like that cover. So this is... Continuing with the, the 1950s, so we, we have this kid. He's a vampire hunter. Um, his his parents were killed by Skinner Sweet, the main vampire, the American vampire. It's like Buffy. And you know he's he's been. Do we, we see a little more of his past because you know he was a kid and you know, he tried saying you know vampires kill my parents. And they're like yeah right. He gets locked up. He you know electroshock treatment, all that stuff. And and he's just he's basically like a, a, a he'll hunt the vampires down. And he'll he shows no remorse, obviously, and he's he's tough. So he's he's a very he's a cool cool character. So Captain America and Bucky six twenty seven. So James Asmus, cool. Ed Brubaker uh, is um working the story, but and James who does, does the does, colors. Does the the script and Francesco Francavilla does the art and cover and the colors and everything in between. So pretty. It's so. This is dealing. Uh, it's we we have like flashbacks and stuff, and mm-hmm. there's um, Adam three android, and you see about the death of a previous Captain America and the, the old, old 
Bucky and lots of cool stuff. He, original Jim Hammond, Human Torch, fighting, very cool, very moody. I'm just the, the color just adds so much to it. Mm-hmm. Really, really good. Really, really good. Secret Avengers number twenty-three. Mm-hmm. So um, this is a second issue with Hawkeye leading. Um, Hawkeye kind of messed up the first issue. Uh, there's a a lot of bickering going on here, and does it get in the way of the story? Almost a little bit. It's it, you know Hawkeye is kind of a jerk, but he he has led lots of teams, and he's just he's just really going off on everyone, and he gets called on it. It's like, dude, you know that's not the way to you know run a team or, or get the respect. You know you can't just be a jerk to him. Mm-hmm. So so there's a, a lot of that. Um, there's also bickering between Beast and Hank Pym. You know, it's, 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 it gets a little catty. You know, so we have a lot of the. So the only ones that are not fighting are the girls. So far, yeah. Yeah. You know, which is strange because usually that's how it is. Ha ha ha! Look at her hair today. Can you believe it? Can you wear she's wearing that? Her, 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 all right. Her oh, so okay. Huge in that costume. Okay. So, um, but what we what, what's really cool is we get a lot of development with Eric O'Grady because you know he's he's a slimy guy. You know he stole his costume. Slimy. Gross. Spies on women in the shower. Gross. You know, he just abused. You know, but he, we see he wants what. Eric O'Grady. But he wants to be a hero, you know, so we, we, Some we hero. see, you know, he's, he's doing stuff because, you know, the thing is, why is he being a secret Avenger? Because he's a, got nothing else to do. You would think, you know, and he joked about it before. He's like, oh, I'm an Avenger. I can use that to get the women. But he kind of really can't say. He's like, oh, I'm a secret. No one knows. I'm, I'm really an Avenger, but it's a secret. Cause so what's his incentive? Because he basically he, he wants to be a better person. You know, he, he there's a little, you know, inner monologue where he's saying he's like, Yeah, I stole a costume, I did some bad things, but you know, hopefully I can one day be able to look I'm just myself in the mirror. Understood, man. He just you know, he just wants to do the right thing and right. He, but he's he's not a good person at heart. That's not who he is. You know, he, he knows he's done bad things, but he wants to try to make up for that. Sorry. And, so uh, So it's 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 interesting to see what's gonna happen. And then there's a crazy last page which don't tell me. I don't tell I refuse. I'm I refuse to acknowledge it because I I don't believe it. Magneto not a hero. This is part four of four. So Scotty Young and who's the artist that I love? Clayman. Love, 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 love. Clayman. Clayman. So good. Um, so here's the thing. This story doesn't fit into continuity at all. Of right? course. Of course. But um, it does serve a purpose. I think that there, there's always like speculation about Magneto taking orders from Cy- Cyclops, you know, mm-hmm. because he used used to lead the Brotherhood of Brotherhood Evil of Evil Mutants, and and he he had completely different agenda than than uh, Professor Xavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not drunk right now. Um, not yet. Not yet. Um, but I think that that this sort of solidifies this idea that, you know, he spent years doing things one way and he realized that they don't work. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's got to do it a different way. And, and his motives are still the same. You know, like he's like his goals are ultimately the same. Uh, but it's interesting to see how far he's come as a character and how much he's evolved as a character. And it's believable. Like, you believe that Magneto really is this way now. 
So it's good. It was it was a decent story. I really enjoyed it. Is he not a hero? You'll have to wait and read it. Superman number six. So, you know, Superman, there's been all these alien attacking. And the last couple issues, Superman's been going a little crazy. He's been attacking. So what's going on? So Supergirl's here. She's on the cover. Superman's beating the crap out of her. Mm-hmm. All is explained. We kind of know what's going on. There's also the question, does Lois know Clark is Superman? Because there was the last thing she's... So, well, the first couple of issues made it seem like she didn't. Yeah, it's totally seemed like she didn't. But then I think it was last issue, she's like, Superman. And she's like, Clark. Hmm? And it's like, wait, what? So we, I'm not going to say anything else about that. So all is explained. Interesting. X-Men Legacy. So this is continuing. I like that cover. Rogue. What, you like? You don't like Rogue? You like seeing her all beat up? No, I like Rogue. I think she looks cool. Bloody fist. Yeah, dude. Knock someone's block off. Yeah. So this is continuing with, uh, what's his name, Exodus. Dude came back and he is like, Hope is Messiah, blah, blah, blah. Cyclops is a jerk. So he's going to go after him. And they're like, oh, crap. We just sent him after Cyclops. So we got to do something. And Mm -hmm. there's fighting going on and smashing and Wolverine getting fried. It's good. I like this is this is one. Um, I, I like this. I you know I obviously really like Wolverine and the X Men. X Men Legacy is shaping up to be really good. It's, it's really? fun. I mean, a lot of it focus. It's it's mainly about Rogue and you know mm-hmm. her squad. But you know we're, we're we're seeing some bits of the school. You know from a slightly different angle. Not so much. You know all the jokes and that we get in in Wolverine and the X Men. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see you know this this other side to it. Neat. X-Men 25, so we have the search for Jubilee, and this I think is this Victor is the Gish- title Gishter. that I don't like. Um, the, the previous arc, so we had where they had to go into another country, and War Machine shows up, and yeah, I saw it. I did not like that um, story. I forgot who did the art with for that arc. I, I like the art for that, and I'm totally drawing a blank. Um, here we have Jorge Molina. Um, some interesting, Storm looks a little weird, I will say, her. The shape of her head's there. Yeah. So there's... She's got a giant forehead. Yeah. She's got a five head. Five head. So... I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. And what, what's interesting, so I was telling you this before, you know, because we were talking about Silex's costume. Somehow, I don't really see where it happens unless I'm totally missing it. So she, she's wearing her regular costume, and then she loses her sash, her scarf, Mm-hmm. So she's like fighting without her scarf, and it, it's 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 weird how that makes such a difference in her costume. Because I guess maybe for me, I'm just used to seeing it. Mm-hmm. But when she doesn't have it, mm-hmm. it's really more like that's just a bathing suit with weird legging strap and arm yeah. gloves stuff like that. So it, it's weird that that little piece of fabric makes such a difference in her mm-hmm. costume. Don't like that so much. Her costume is not practical at all, but I guess it's it's. Not that it's iconic, but it's it's her costume for the last it's, while. It's kind of a terrible costume. It's, it is a terrible costume, but you know that that's her costume. And yeah, the thing is, you know, if if she's going to be ninja and, and fighting, you know, you don't want to have loose clothing that can get caught and stuff or anything no. like that. Yet she wears a scarf that can get caught or pulled. Totally. And, so also high heels. Yeah, really crazy. Really like stilettos. Um. Yeah, so that's 
Yeah, I'm not a really fan of her costume because it, again, it's it's a bathing. I I even think Storm's costume is weird. She's wearing a bathing suit with her boots and a cape. Costume makes sense. She is like controls weather and she flies and I'm control the weather. Much, I'm gonna make it like no, I'm at the I mean, beach. Like she she can totally like wear whatever she wants, you know. And it's flowy, like it. It's different. I know we shouldn't get into this, like you know how they're not really. But the whole thing is she she is wearing a bathing suit with thigh high boots. Mm-hmm. I mean that. Well, after she controls the weather, she goes to the hookah club. The what club? Not going to repeat it. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. You could have said two different things. I mean, mm-hmm. So it's just it's it's and then just the whole her whole cape thing, which you know again stylistically you know it serves its purposes, but it, it's like it's not really a cape, and she kind of uses it to to glide on the winds, which she doesn't really need because. Mm. You know, she flies. She can make her own as much wind as she she yeah, wants. Yeah, totally. But it, it's weird how it's it's like hooked onto her, you know, her wrists. Yeah. At least you know, Domino's wearing a more practical costume. It's just a jumpsuit with with, with like padding. Yeah, yeah. So hers hers makes sense. And Lady Bullseye, Jesus. I, I now ne- now never that, understood. I never that understood is an impractical costume if I've ever seen one. I'm well. I was. Assume like the white is part obviously clearly part of her costume, but it's just a weird design. And but then where does the costume end and her face begins? I don't know if that's a really good picture of her. So anyways, that's costume talk for, for today. We didn't really talk about the issue. It's more about is she just is she just wearing body paint? I think no, because she's well, that's what it looks like. Because you're absolutely right. Like where does her body begin and where does it end? It's like at that one that one party at San Diego. All the body paint, which was really weird. Oh, dude, that was so strange. I was like, "Why is this here?" All right, let's get through. Uh, can we go, can we go kind of fast? Yeah, All Star Western. All Star Western. All right. So, if you've been reading Scott Snyder's uh, Court of Owls story, you might want to read All Star Western and uh, go back, like maybe an issue or something. This isn't the best jumping on point, but you're totally going to see, like, literally count the owls. There are so many. 18. So many. So that's all I'll say. It's great. Okay. Really uh, fun. Yeah, let's just so we got New Guardians, Green Lantern, Deadpool. I really like the last issue, um, issue 50. I didn't read 51 yet, but mm-hmm. it's, it's about the death of Deadpool coming up. Mm-hmm. Got the Ray, Hawkman, New Mutants, Just League Dark, um, more and more, Mighty Thor. Jeez, I didn't read, read that. So yeah, I think we'll just stop there for this week. Wow. Since we got other Shocking. stuff. Well, you got to get going. Okay. Um, not a whole lot of news. Not, yeah, no. Either I completely missed it or it just seemed like... No, we didn't have very much. Nothing major. Um, there's been a bunch of Ends of the Earth Spider-Man teasers. So things are looking pretty bad. Doc Ock wants to put his final... Because you know, Doc Ock's been like dying for a while you know, and he wants to get a revenge. He's with Sinister Six. They're all going after Spider-Man, so it's not going to look good. So mm-hmm. good luck to Spider-Man. But the um, Gabriel Del Otto covers, teasers that they've been putting out, pretty cool. Um, there's a couple new images for the Avengers release. Nothing super exciting. There's one, I think it was uh, Thor and Agent Coulson standing in front of a computer monitor. Cool. Then there's one, uh, who was it? Captain America, Hawkeye, and Black Widow walking, looking death. Wow. Which is kind of neat, but it's just still really Captain exciting. America looks kind of weird. You know, that, that helmet. You don't like his costume? It's just, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, I know, you know, that's the whole thing when you're trying to translate a costume into, you know, the big screen in real life. It, it just, 
it looks weird. There's just something, I don't know. You know, it's funny when you like, when you see costumes at conventions that are better costumes oh, than yeah. like in the movies. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty funny. Uh, oh, Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance came out this last week. How was it? You saw it. I did not see it. Yes, you did. I didn't see it. Yeah, you did. What are you talking about? Just making things up. You're crazy. I know. Um, I didn't see it. I was going to see if you wanted to see it. Uh, but yeah. Do you want to go see it together? No. You? <laughs> the what the heck are you? Oh. Oh, are you giving me an assignment? Go no. watch this, no. this I, movie. So Matt watched it. Yeah. And, um. He was disappointed. Oh, so, that's a bummer. So he, yeah, he wrote about it. Um, and it was funny because, you know, some people agreed with him. Some people called him a hater. <laughs> but it's like, you know, he's hating on something that kind of deserved it, I guess. You know, there's there's bad thing. I, again, I can't speak for the movie because I haven't seen it. Right. I still haven't seen the first one. But, um, yeah, so, and, you know, Ghost Rider's peeing in the movie. He's peeing? Does he pee fire? He peed, yeah, he peed fire. He's in one of the trailers. He pees fire? He peed fire in one of the trailers. You see him from the back. You know what that means, right? He's got some sort of something Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Better get it checked out. Uh, Yeah, so it's too bad. Yeah, we weren't there. Um, This week, a trailer for Comic-Con Episode 4, Fans Hope, was released. This is a documentary, Morgan Spurlock, the guy that supersized me and some other stuff. Um, that's a gross movie, a documentary. I don't know if you ever saw that, where he eats McDonald's. Yeah, for, it was pretty bad. It's gross. Um, it was, but it was well done. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge fan of documentaries, but that one was was interesting. So him, Joss Whedon is is producing it. Stan Lee's producing it. So they're they started this. Let's see, we were 2010, I believe. They they started. Um, they're doing a documentary in Comic Con, and you know, all who are these crazy people that go here every year, like Sarah Lima. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of talk with celebrities, you know, just like their opinions, stuff like that. And I guess I think they're they're following – it's either five or seven. I get like different people like, you know, there's a person who wears a costume. Here's a collector. Here, you know, they're – just to get like from their perspective, you know, what Comic-Con's like. And, you know, there's going to be lots of footage. So it's going to be really cool because even though there's – I don't know how many people go to Comic-Con. It's like – Hundred and some thousand, uh, hundred and thirty thousand. It's like some crazy, you know. So there's all these people that go, but there's obviously so many people that can't go. Whether you know it's sold out or they live in another country or other part of our country, and you know, they just don't or have the means expensive to get there. It's because expensive. it is, yeah. And you know, trying to get a hotel room and trying to you know fly out there, and so I think it's 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 great. This is huge phenomenon that's been going on for so long. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't really get. A feeling for what it is, and you know, we we I think last year especially, we, you know, we we shifted our coverage to try to give more of a feel for you know what the convention's like. But still, you know, we didn't do like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of of, of footage, and that's basically what this should have. So people are going to get an idea what it's like. So should be cool. It's finally going to be out April sixth in theaters. Um, I. Don't think it's going to have a wide release since it's a documentary and it's yeah, about so comic books. Limited release. Yeah. So, and um, I think it's also going to be on on demand on the same day. They do that sometimes where you know you can pay ten bucks to to watch it mm-hmm. at home, you know, instead of going to theater. So I am definitely going to check that out. Um, some video game news: Batman: Arkham City Lockdown. So that's an app for your iPad or iPhone or iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, th- I think Will Smith played it, and he was like, eh. I mean, it obviously doesn't look as good as Arkham City or Xboxes. You know, it's it doesn't have the same soft or hardware, so obviously there's limitations. But um, before it, you know, I know Death Star Stroke was in there. Um, in the app, Harley Quinn's going to be there. You're chasing after her. You're fighting against her thugs. That stupid one-armed guy with the hammer. I don't like that guy. Oh, I hate that guy. He's, I don't know if he has a name or not. Stupid uh, he's got one-armed like the magnet. Guy. Yeah. So he, I saw him in the, in the trailer. Um, and there's uh, what you're going to like is some battering action. You love the battering in Arkham City. I hate it. You get to try to control it and, it and throw it, and then it misses, and you the throw worst. it again, and you miss, and you throw it again. The worst. And then you almost get it, it's but you rem- missed. It's the remote-controlled battering that I can't stand. Yeah, well, I think honestly. that, yeah, that's what I meant. That's, I think yeah. we're going to have some of that. It's this. really annoying. So it's a free update if you download it. I think, uh, I don't know if it was five ninety nine for the, 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 the game. I should have written that down, but I did not. Um... Gotham City Imposters. That's the the shoot 'em up game, loosely based on the arc. So you got a bunch of people dressed up as Batman, a bunch of people dressed up as Jokers, shooting at each other, fighting each other all over the city. There's a uh, some a DLC for Xbox. There's gonna be an update for PS3 and um, Windows later for PC. So there's there's more costumes and gadgets and stuff like that. So uh, I I've seen you know it seems like a lot of people like it. I still haven't played it. Um, I've been meaning to, but it's just trying to download stuff. On you know it just takes so long sometimes, and I don't have the patience for it. It does not take that long. Well, for PlayStation, it does. Oh really? Sometimes I'm tr- I've been trying to update my stupid Netflix. There's like you try watching Netflix on the PlayStation, and it's like. There's a new version. You need to update it. So you click it, and then I don't know if it's just I have where maybe it's where my place in chat. I have like the worst Wi-Fi. There's connect. You know, it, it it registers my Wi-Fi. But what happens, and I've had this problem before with with Netflix, the Netflix app on, on PlayStation, where it starts downloading and it's like 17 seconds, and then it's like 35 seconds, then it goes up a minute, half hour. It's like screw this. That's horrible. So what I had to do but before. But you have an Xbox, don't you? I do. But Does it download faster? Well, it, yeah, it's a different thing. Because mm. um, they're in different locations, different TVs where I want to watch Netflix at. And Gotcha. Uh, so, like, this happened before where it would not update. So, finally, there was some way to, like, you had, I think you could delete it and reinstall it, and it mm-hmm. worked. So, now, with this, every time you have to, like, start downloading it, but you escape, you, know, you cancel it right away. So, then you can still go to your previous version of Netflix, but it's just a pain in the ass. That is annoying. So I don't know if it's just a, a PS3 marketplace, whatever problem, or it's just my connectivity. My Wi-Fi sucks sometimes, so I don't know. But yeah, Xbox Xbox seems to be working fine where it's at. Um, but yeah, so I was going to get off imposters for the PlayStation for some reason. I have a, a code for that, but I have not yet. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man video game. They released a trailer for the Rhino, his, his debut. So the way, from the description, what it sounds like, this is, I think, taking place after the movie because it says after Connor's his rampage as a lizard, you know, all that stuff happened, there's this executive dude at Obscorp, not Norman Osborn, just some other slimy guy. He had access. everyone at Obscorp has to be slimy. Yeah. So he had access to um, Dr. Kurt Connor's research, and he's abusing that, that access, and he, he gets Dr. Michael Morbius, 
he kind of forces him to, to help him with, with some research stuff. And, you know, he wants to sell this on the black market and all that. So they get this guy to do, they, they splice like DNA. So they take like rhinoceros DNA and whatever, and they create the rhino. Mm-hmm. And so the trailer's like, you fighting the rhino. Mm-hmm. How do you stop? How does how can Spider Man stop the rhino from charging? Jumping uh, in front of a wall. No, I don't know. He takes away his credit card. Um, moving on. <laughs> um. Ah. Yeah. So, uh, Young Justice is returning to Cartoon Network March third. You posted the Finally, trailer for that, right? There's two clips that yeah. um, Warner Brothers sent over. Mm-hmm. The problem with so Young Justice, I mean, it's it's a great show. I mean, people like it. You know, they're doing a good job. You, you got Superboy, you got um, Tim Drake, um, Miss Martian, um, Kid, I like her. Kid, Kid Flash. My daughter really likes Miss Martian. She's missing though from New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. She was in. Um, I she was seen in the first issue of Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. There's a where Tim's like looking at this big screen with all these different like Blue Beetles there, um, Static Shock was there. You know, they show all these like teen. Kids and so she was in this one little panel, but yeah, she hasn't been yeah seen. And when stuff like that happens, it's like you're not really sure. It's like, does that mean she actually exists there, or did the artist say, "I'm just going to draw"? You know, did did editorial say, "Okay, you can draw these characters. Don't draw this one. Don't draw Cassandra Kane because she's sitting somewhere with Grant, Grant Morrison right now." And yeah, you know, she's so. I don't know if that means Mish Mar Mish 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 Martian Mish Martian exists. Um, but yeah, so she was there. Um, I don't know where I left. So Ar- Artemis is on a team. Um, this issue, Clarion, the witch boy, is going to be there. He's, he's bad. All adults disappear. Mm-hmm. And in the, the, the trailer, the clips that we got, he's resurrecting these really bad magical guys. So it's up to mm-hmm. the teen, which is oh, interesting now that I think about it. So it's going to be, you know, Teen Titans have to stop him. There's no adults, so they, they can't get the Justice League. Zatanna, who's... Like their age in, in the series, so she's going to be joining them to deal with the magic stuff. And also, from the images and description, Billy Batson's going to be there. No way, because they don't know. I don't. I don't know if I don't know if the Justice League knows, but you know, he's kind of hung out with them a little bit in, in other episodes. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that he's a kid, right? And in the way he talks, sometimes he gets really excited, and you can tell he's a kid. <laughs> so I wonder if. They're going to know now, if all adults are disappearing, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. if they're going to know that he's really a kid, if they're gonna, he's going to reveal that, share that with them, or if they can say, oh, my power is magical, so that's how I was able to avoid disappearing with everyone else. I don't know. But anyways, the problem with the show is like they're still in the first season. It's, it's had a super inconsistent um, scheduling time. It's like they, they'll show a few episodes, and it's off for weeks and weeks, and it'll come back for a couple more, then it's off again. And part of it is something happened with the production, and because usually they'll have majority of the first season, done, you know, a season done when they, you know, then they'll start showing them. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what's going on. And, you know, they've talked about a second season already, and you know, episodes, and but it's just been sporadic. So on March third, it's changing its time. It's going to be no longer on Friday nights. It's going to be on Saturday mornings. I think ten thirty a.m. Eastern Pacific. DC is going to start their um, DC Universe. So I posted about this last week. The DC Universe, like entertainment block, mm-hmm. is coming Saturday mornings, March third, and it's going to have the Green Lantern animated series, which is a CG um, show right, that they, they debuted back like at the day after Thanksgiving or something like that. Yeah. So that's going to start off March third. So the the DC Entertainment Hour is basically Green Lantern, Teen Titan. 
19, young, young, young justice, but there's going to be little shorts. I'm assuming in between. Yeah. Like we saw a couple to clips, break them up. A couple clips of Teen Titans mm-hmm. um, last week. You saw that. I know there was a, a clip released. This other side, nerd something got an exclusive clip for a Plastic Man short. Um, yeah. So there's just going to and they're they're going to bring in a lot of like other characters who we haven't really seen before who, and you know, give them a spotlight. It'd be great if that means you know maybe they'll start doing more and expand the DC Entertainment Hour mm-hmm. to you know two hours or that would be know, cool something like that. So we'll see. Yeah, because I mean the shorts could be cool and everything like that, but it's like we want longer. Sure. Episodes. So we'll see. And then I think maybe that'll be a good way to gauge you know the popularity of those little characters yeah, that maybe and, haven't been introduced yet. Yeah, which is what we've talked about like many times at Marvel or whoever you know, if they're making a movie, do a ten minute short. You know, do a. a a Moon Knight movie, do an Iron Fist movie, mm-hmm. put it out there, see what people think. If they think it's ridiculous or if they think it's cool and want a full-fledged live-action movie, there you go. Or just, you know, in- integrate them into the next movie or something. Yeah. I don't know. All right, so that is actually all the news. Uh, also, I got lots. Uh, what's his name? John Carter. Oh, John Carter. Um, poster came out oh yeah um, there's the screening or world premiere yeah. red carpet stuff came mm-hmm. out um i saw marvel put out a first look because marvel's doing a comic which is gonna be weird because dynamite's been doing a comic for Ever. almost a couple years at least yeah they have they have john carter um they have the deja thor's Torres, whatever they, they they have a few different um john carter because john carter's in the public domain mm-hmm. so dynamite's been doing it Disney's doing their movie, so we're going to have... And I think they, they did another John Carter comic already, and I think they got another one coming out. But I know mm-hmm. they put out some first look at whatever issue. So a lot of John... And, and I, there's been some discussion about John Carter in, the, in the, our office with you know the other people that work here. And um, a lot of people aren't really sure what to think about Taylor Kitsch as John Carter. Some mm-hmm. people don't think he, he can, can do it, can handle Hold it. Hold the movie? I, I mean, he... I Okay... Taylor Kitsch and Friday Night Lights, awesome. Great show. I mean, even if you don't like football, you should check out Friday Night Lights. I mean, it's it's awesome, awesome show. It's on Netflix. You can watch all five seasons. Second season gets a little sketchy, but I think it was during the writer's strike, so it's a little questionable, some of the things that happens. But it's a great show. People should check it out. Taylor Kitsch, he plays his role well. You know, he's kind of like this troubled, you know, teen football player. Mm-hmm. He lives with his older brother, you know, Dad's living in another town. Dad's kind of a deadbeat. Mm-hmm. He drinks a lot. You know, high school kids do that sometimes. Sometimes. But, you know, his I brother, didn't... you know, he lives with his brother who kind of drinks too. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he doesn't really have like a solid upbringing. Mm-hmm. And he screws up a lot. But deep down, he's he's a really good guy. He just, guy. he just screws up a lot and he gets into bad situations. He's a relatable so. character. So he's, I mean, he, he did a good job in, in that role. But then yeah. Gambit. When he Not played, so much. Oh, that sucked. I mean, I will defend. I'll say he did a great job in Friday Night Lights, but he sucks so bad in his gambit. I watched it again recently after watching Friday Night Lights. How did just you do that? Because I was, I guess, torturing myself and just. I understand. Because because that was after watching him, I was like, you know, he he's doing a good job in Friday Night Lights. It's like, was he really that bad? Because I hadn't seen Wolverine since it was in theater. I only saw it right. the one time. Yeah, so me I was like, too. Maybe, and I I had the Blu-ray. Um, I don't remember. Uh, how why I got it, but I I never even watched it, so I was like it, it couldn't have been that bad. But one thing he's he's hardly even in the in movie. It. Yeah, he's not really in it at all. But oh my goodness, it's just it's just so so bad. And 
it's just bleh, I don't know. It, it's it's just it's 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 unwatchable. So, but I, as far as John Carter, it's hard to say. Um, I think there was always talk about it, like someone made a fan made trailer that actually looked better than their actual trailer. Mm-hmm. And because the story with John, with John Carter is, is, you know, he was in like the Civil War. You know, he's a Confederate soldier yeah. that gets transported to Mars and then gets been right. there. So I don't, you don't really see that in, in the, the, the trailer, the two trailers I've seen. You don't see that. You don't get that. You just think, here's this big, you know, muscle dude with no shirt and a little loincloth fighting <laughs> on another planet. So I think that adds an interesting twist where it's not, you know, he's from a different time period. You know, this takes place mm-hmm. in a different time. And so it could be interesting. I mean, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. Yeah. I, I'm not, I don't even know when that movie comes out. We March 9th. Wow. Yeah. So the poster that we posted about uh, is only available to people who wait in line to see the IMAX There's like Mondo. Release. Yeah. It's a, it's a Mondo poster. Which is awesome. Awesome. Um, I wonder if it's a, I don't know if you remember, if it's a full-size poster or one of those little mini posters. I think it's a full-size poster. I wonder if it's like double-sided or thick stock. Come on, Sarah, tell me. Or you know, like that is, cheap... Those are all really good questions. I bet the theaters hate it. They're like, Yeah. Because most likely... Well, I mean, you worked in a theater. Yeah, but would we you... didn't really do so. Because I, I would think something like this, I would Dude, imagine... that poster is like really awesome. Well, it's awesome, but I, I imagine it would come in a box. Mm-hmm. And they would have I'm to... I'm totally going to wait in line. I'm going to go see it in IMAX. They would have to... I, I imagine they'd have to roll up those posters. But it's select select uh, theaters. Yeah, so check your local listing. Yeah. If it's a theater check your local you. listing. Yeah. You're not going to see Midnight Showing. Uh, I am. All right. I'll see. I'll, I'll believe it when... All right. Fine. I might fall um, asleep during the Midnight Showing so because I, I do I that. I won't ask you to review it then because you know, <laughs> he, he's, he's fighting in the war and then at the end, it's, he's... he's Making out with, with making some out with some chick. naked girl. Yeah, oh, always, I, some of those dynamite covers are ridiculous. Ridiculous. Oh my right? goodness! It's just like too the, much, the man. Women, it's no, it's, it's too little. It's just well, I mean, it's too much of too little. I don't understand. Okay, it's, it's a it's another planet. Wait, whoa, 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 you don't understand? No, I understand why they it's do. It's very it. hot on Mars. Okay, so here's what I understand. Um, evidently. Here's what I understand. Yeah, which is all the guys wear loincloths. And there was actually a preview where John Carter had nothing. He had, was fighting in, in Nick, the nude. Nick. So for, for the women, mm-hmm. we're talking to these Martian people, whatever race, and they're trying to be somewhat decent and covering up a certain area. Dude. But so here's the thing. They're just covering up that little area. It doesn't leave much. Else? Doesn't leave much to the imagination. Dude. I mean, for all intents purposes, you're uh, seeing. And what? Well, okay, here's. I, would, hate, I, I'm, to, I'm, I would I'm, hate to be on Mars. I'm, I'm not trying to dwell on this, but what I understand is like, okay, if you're just gonna cover up one little area, what's the point? You know, if if everything else is just out there, and because you know some cultures, you know, other countries, you know, National Geographic, or whatever. <laughs> you see, you know, people are women are topless. It's not a big deal. It's not yeah. not anything. So it's like. I guess I'm just saying, why would they apply something, get it to stay on? That's just, unless they say, well, well, if we didn't do it, then the comic would be obscene. You know, maybe it's for for that purposes. Maybe it's moving on. Yeah. I just, I just, I don't understand. It's just like, there you are. 
that's like I, my I don't wanna, that's just but but, but the then subject. also <laughs> there there have been there are some um censored covers like retailer incentive covers where you get the covers without the little Woo. little bit and it's like who who do you think buys those? I don't know. I mean, there's something there could be some real. I mean, I like the, the idea of a story. I mean, it's, it seems like it could be mm-hmm. interesting. But the fact that so much retailer image, incentive. Well, those are the things that it's yeah. So pervy though. No, it's the thing. You know, you you buy a hundred copies, you can get this one copy that you can sell for more. It's it's incentive for the retailers to get the variant cover. Right is what it is. It just sounds. I want the, that. <laughs> The, it's just I want the nudie cover. It's like I mean, whatever. It just I don't know. Who, I mean, but it's the same thing like like heavy metal. You know that's been going on. You know, there's a lot of the same thing where you know there is more. There's nude actual nudity, I believe, in heavy metal than there is in anything. You know, John. I mean, Carter. there's there's an there's nudity in a lot of comics. Yeah, but it's just is it? But it's silly. I think, and I think we both think it's kind of silly, like. Is this why? Why are people are they buying it for the nudity, or are they buying it for the stories, or are they buying it for both? I'm gonna go with the nudity on this one. Because then it's just like they just want to see what her boobs look like. It's like they there's other publications that you can see stuff like that instead of there are, but some people like them. But then the thing is, so it's production Cartoon. value. Someone has Cartoon to actually versions. write a script. Yeah, and then you know someone needs to draw it. So it's like. You're putting all this other resources. I don't know. We should just change the subject. Yeah. But you'll you'll see the movie at midnight. Dude, I want that poster. Cosplay. <laughs> I wonder if there's any John Carter cosplayers. What's the worse? Dudes. What's worse? De- Deja Torres or Thoris or Vampirella? I say Deja Torres. Thoris. I don't know. They're pre- pretty equally bad. I but I there's as little as Vampirella has at least she has a little more something that she's wearing not much but some but that little yeah, not she much does, is, she is, has is a little. collar though she has yeah. that collar but that helps Deja Thoris just has a little pasty I guess is what exactly actually I, I just wonder, wonder I you know I wonder if anybody's dressed up as her for Comic Con I think they have Deja Thoris yeah I just I don't know if they would. Let them in. Yeah, because then that happened. Uh, what's her name? Adrian Curry. Oh she wore. I don't know what it was. She. I know. I remember seeing something. She wore something, and I think like her butt was sticking out or something. It was, yeah. I don't remember what the costume no, was. I'm pretty sure I remember somebody dressing up as Deja Taurus, and she was literally topless in San Diego. I don't know. And I passed by her, and I was like, "Yeah, what? Wait, what?" I just don't know. Unless they come in with like a cloak and they're not, I mean, they have not to. really exp- they, like, oh, let me see your full costume so I can to. say if you can come in or not. They they must. But that takes a lot of guts to show up and like, all right. Well, there are some. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I like cosplay. I like cosplayers. Mm-hmm. But cosplaying is about drawing attention to yourself yeah. a lot of the time. You, you put a lot of time. Especially a lot of time and effort into the something. The most of them, they make the something. costumes themselves. So it's sure. like. Hey, look at me! Or, yes. or if it's just even if you don't make the costume stuff, totally. it's like, hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna own this character. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it. So that that's cool. I mean, it's about it's about you know a couple things. It's about you know uh, portraying a character that you really like and you think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, drawing attention to yourself, getting pictures taken. And I, how much do attention do you do you need in your life 
to show up at Comic-Con topless, though. I mean, really? Well, it depends on what... what, what really? Okay, well, what about lingerie models? A lingerie is still covering up your... I said topless. I guess. Topless. Well, there's topless models. I mean, that's a different thing. But not at Comic-Con. But the thing is... Uh, like our cosplay gallery that Norm took, like eleven hundred pictures. I mean, that was huge, and it was like months after. We're still getting like hits on it. I mean, mm-hmm. people, you know, these pictures they they go all out. People love seeing the cosplay. I'm asking, show. like, I mean, but how much attention do you need as a person? I guess it, it depends for, you to, sh- it, for it, it, you to show up literally topless. It depends on on what that person wants. Are they doing it because they love the character? Are they doing it because? <laughs> They want the attention. They want, hey, hopefully, you know, someone this someone catches. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. It's like like American Idol. You got all these singers that go out there. They may not make it to the final, but if they get the, they can Dude, get get attention even from if someone. You, even if you like, even if you really like Deja Taurus, Deja Thoris as a character, there are ways and things you can do to cover up your naughty bits to still look like the character mm-hmm. without completely exposing yourself. That is your assignment. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. See you later. Um, I, no, I, I do not understand. Do you agree with me? I totally agree with all you. Right. I, I like, just, that's all I'm saying. Like, I think that there's a time and place for it. And I think to show up half naked, like literally half naked. I don't mean like, yeah, you're dressed up as like whoever. And but there's kids there. Totally. There are kids there, man. And honestly, like, I don't want to see your boobs, lady. I do not want to see your breasts. Some people do. You know what, though? I'm going to go with, like, most people don't. Most people don't. The other thing is... Because it's, like, kind of a weird thing. You know what I mean? Well, I, like I've if mentioned... I was If I was at a strip club or, like, a topless bar or something, or something, I don't know, the, that is the time and place for that. Or a nude beach. Topless woman? Okay. I, I... can deal with that because I'm expecting it. When you're walking through a convention hall and you've got like that guy dressed as Blob, the other guy dressed as Gambit, then like some, you know, bunch of little kids like hanging out, like looking at Aquaman, like, you're so cool, Aquaman. And then all of a sudden, bam, there is a lady with no shirt on. You're like, what? Even, even like, like Emma Frost no. is, is, can be questionable. Well, you know, I we, mean, we've seen least, different least, versions. I, I mean, at least she covers herself. But I mean, when you're, you're wearing I'm, pure I lingerie. This costume, I remember this costume. Literally a thong. The end. Thong, sandals, no top. That's it. I also a chain. Also a chain around her neck. What kind of a convention is this? I don't know. But anyways, there are a couple um, porn stars that actually cosplay. Yeah, but they don't go like that. Well, they don't go like that. But I'm, I'm saying, so what, what? going back to who wants the attention, I mean, obviously there are some people who are comfortable that will do whatever, mm-hmm. maybe in the right place and time. That's fine. But You can dress up as Emma Frost. I do not mind. I just, I, I would even question Emma Frost. Like the, the, there's different versions of Emma Frost, mm-hmm. but when you're wearing, literally wearing lingerie out, mm. you know, it's like, do the little kids need to see that? Mm. And you know maybe I'm that's less, why I'm less the concerned with that than naked lady. But then you know a lot of times it's like you know then then you get the people in the corsets and they're all spilling out everywhere and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we should probably talk about something else. <laughs> we have spent way way too much time on this. Topless. 
Um, but even the the thing with like topless beach, there it's it's accepted. Yeah. You know, or even like uh, topless beach, new beaches, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You because you're going there, but anticipating the, the, that everyone will be naked. Yeah, but and and so it, and, it makes it okay. And there, it's it's not it's not meant to be a big deal. No, it's, it's like not. that's just what it is. And I'm totally but, fine with that. Like I'm perfectly okay with that. But not everyone, I would assume, not everyone that goes there is under that same way of thinking. Some people are going to go there. It's like, hey, I'm going to go there to, to check things out. Rather, <laughs> so creepy. So, but that that's the thing. It's like how how subject. how do you just like how how would you you know you, you how do you know go, like how do you separate like the people who are just very liberal from the people that are just perverts? and that, that's the thing. It's so it's like so I guess that's the it's question. It's, it's like okay, I'm going to go there. I'm you know, that that's like, how it is. Like I'm not even going to lie. Like um, I remember when I went to anime next or something i don't remember the name of the convention but it was an anime convention and i took all those pictures Mm -hmm. last year it was down in san jose Mm -hmm. yeah so went to san jose for a day great cosplay Mm -hmm. like really really great costumes there was totally this creepy 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 guy like taking pictures of all the girls and i was uncomfortable well see and that's what i've said before i you know i've done some cosplay galleries yeah, I feel weird taking pictures of kind of like any female, you know, even if it's 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 a because you know the cosplay costumes are usually skin tight. Mm-hmm. I feel weird like taking a picture. It's like I don't want them to think I'm some perv that's like, oh, this is for my personal collection or things. It's like, yeah. it's like no, really, I have a website. But, I'm gonna put them up there. But like, like even when like when Norm does it, for example, he's like, he acts like the he like takes on the, he gets yeah he's the identity of a photographer mm-hmm. it's like it's like norm's done like real photo shoots mm-hmm. before you yeah, know he's, he's telling where to go he, how to he stand. tells him how to stand whatever like i remember like this guy was just yes now turn yeah like bend over a little i was like what am i watching yeah. it was so uncomfortable and i'm like really girl like you're gonna you're gonna do this right now? Well, some of them will be so obviously because again, if, if you know they don't mind. <sighs> so gross, though. So gross. But I don't. That that's what I'm going back to. Like, if if you're going to a nude or topless beach, the idea is it's it's supposed to be a place where you can do that, mm-hmm. and you're not gonna have to worry. But you know, there could be people with their camera phones or whatever, like or people that live by with the telescopes in the surrounding area. I just. It's, it's weird. I don't know. Um, questions from our community. Hey, guys. So the first question comes from DJ Otaku. Wait, we spent so much time talking about... You wanted to talk about yeah, topless right. stuff. Yeah. You brought it up. Whatever. Listen back. Okay. Um, who would you guys cast in a Chu animated series? Animated? I guess, yeah. Because, you know, there, there's been talks Voice for a while. actors? Uh, yeah, there's been talks for, I mean, it could be like, regular actors. There, there's been talk of doing a TV show. I don't know if it's ever gone any further than the first announcement. It's like, someone's, I don't know if it's Showtime or someone is interested in. Well, so um, there's one dude, I'm totally forgetting his name. Is the the actor from Lost. There's this this guy that kind of looked like Tony Chu. And that's, that was like what a lot of people said. It's like, oh, he, he should, he, his name was Miles on the show. No, not Miles. Um, he looks like Tony Chu and could play it in a live action movie. As far as voice goes, I 
I don't know. Here's here's DJ Otaku's. I don't know if you have any thoughts on this. Justin Long as uh, Tony Chu, and uh, for like the voice actor, and I don't know. Okay, so DJ Otaku says um, John Cho as Tony Chu. Okay, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um. For Agent Colby, Nolan North. Appleby, choose boss, would be Jeremy Irons. Good luck getting him. <laughs> um, Amelia Mintz, Kristen Wig, D-Bear, Cat Williams. Mason Savory, can't think of one for him. Cat Williams, really? Yeah. That's so, funny. That'd be interesting if they did an animated. I would wonder if an animated series would be better than live action, but I don't know if people would buy it. People are like, oh, it's a cartoon, you can't watch it. It's like, yeah. no, it's not for kids. Certainly. Um... Okay, next is, okay, it says, first off, you guys are amazing. Thank you. Thanks. Friday is podcast day, enough said. Question, if you could have yourself cameo into one Marvel comic series and two, one DC comic series, it says, Tony, Sarah, I know you guys have already been, so cool. As an integral part of one comic book issue storyline, what would it be? So, unfortunately, you know, Corey can't answer this question or anyone else. So if you could have, be in one Marvel, let's start with Marvel. What Marvel? X-Force. You'd want to be an integral part. X-Force. And, and what role? You'd be the one to save Angel? No. You'd be the one to save Phantom X? I'd save Phantom X. You'd be the one to save Wolverine? No. Hey, hairy guy, come here. No. Save Phantom X. Um, if I were to be in Marvel, um, I mean, it'd be cool to be in a Spider-Man comic, but an integral part, I don't know. Maybe um, like Secret Avengers would be cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you're Avenger, but it's like you know, it's spy, it's covert. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of cool. Um, DC, Batman, Scott yeah. Snyder's Batman. I'd be like Batman's love interest. Which one? <laughs> you could you could be his, his love interest in Detective or Dark Knight. <laughs> Get out of here. That's strike two. Would you want to be okay? Would you want to be Batman's love interest or Bruce Wayne's love interest? Batman's love interest. I'm like Felicia Harvey. Okay. That's what's up. Uh, so keep your mask on, Batman, is what you're saying. Yes, that is what I'm saying. That's not it. That's literally yes, what, what you're saying. saying. It's, it's but I was but... being discreet about it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to be. Uh, just like, never mind. Let's just move on. Um, thanks for all yours and the rest of the CV's teams. Thank you. Hard work. Thank you for, for us your hard fans work. out here who don't get to work our dream jobs. You're Thank a fan. You. Quantum Man. Love you. All right. Uh, next. Next. Is. Is. Uh, who is this from? Oh, uh, I wrote down who this is from. Uh, Regarding the way comic book publishers handle some female ethnic characters, mm-hmm. female slash ethnic characters, not mm-hmm. just female characters, assuming <laughs> they put their B to D tier artists and writers on them, do you think that this in itself is diminishing the readership of these comics? I do not mean to imply, assume that this is purposely done to undermine the characters, but the sales are already low for some of the titles as it is, and by putting writers and artists that garner little to no interest from readers, mm-hmm. I feel that there's some greater chance of failure from that book. Do you think that race and sex is an insurmountable obstacle for comics? I disagree. Some of my favorite uh, artists are actually on, on books that did not, A, sell very well, B, 
uh, were female titles or uh, minorities. Black Panther was Francisco Francovilla, right? He did some of the art. He did some of it, but um, he did a, some of the interior art. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think who wrote. I think they. I think I don't know if they did David Hine. There's been a couple different writers. Different writers, yeah. But there's that. Two, Phil Noto did a lot of X-23. Beautiful stuff. Beautiful. That is a female book. Power Girl. Marjorie Lou's. Yeah, Marjorie Lou's a, a great writer. Yeah, Jimmy Palmiotti and Amanda Connor and Justin Gray were on Power Girl, you know, at DC. Nobody draws Power Girl like Amanda Connor does. And she did all the interiors for a whole year, mm-hmm. you know? Um Batwoman is J.H. Williams. Come on. So basically, I don't know how Batwoman sales are doing. Basically, uh, Batwoman sales are actually really good. Batwoman sales beat Batgirl sales. But still, I I wonder, you know, when you think of like your your top, 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 top writers. Top, 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 top. It's like you don't really see them. Well, you're not going to see Scott Snyder writing Batwoman. That's just not going to happen, man. Just not going to happen. Writing Batwing. That's not going to happen either. But you've got good guys on that. You know, mm-hmm. you have Judd Winnick on that. Yeah. You had Greg Rucka on that when he was still at DC. So I don't know. I don't know if that I necessarily agree with that. No, because I, 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 there, there's I think we, we talked about it before is Reggie Hudlin talked about, you know, characters. And well, I think that Reggie Hudlin spoke specifically about black characters and why he believes they are not popular. And while I don't necessarily agree with him 100%, I do agree with him to a certain extent. I think, I think he made some very good points. He's also a really smart guy, mm-hmm. you know? And he was also the head of BET. Mm-hmm. He, he, he's responsible for turning the boondocks into a cartoon. So I think that, like, I think that even, even though people don't like Reggie and, you know, like, people don't agree with him, I think he's got some insight into, into the way that um, media and, and audiences relate to and, and buy, buy into, the, you know, African-American and black characters in comics and in TV and what have you. Like, I do. So... Okay. I think he's smart. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, you're not going to get Grant Morrison writing Batwing. Probably know, not. He, you know, he Although might, he, might appear. He, he might appear in But he would never Batman. do like a solo. No. But why is that? Because you're paying Grant Morrison how many dollars? Yeah. I mean, are you going to get like, you know, let's say Brian Bendis. <laughs> is he going to do like a Black Panther series? No, but he's doing Miles Morales in Amazing yeah. or Ultimate Spider-Man, which is, which is a minority character. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Um, also, is there any word about Icon coming to New 52 at all? We just saw Hardware and Technique make an appearance in Static Shock. I'm hoping that Icon will make an appearance soon. I would unfortunately say probably not anytime soon since Static Shock has had a rough... Canceled. I mean, it's it's just the, with the, all the changes and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily character's fault, but it's just with the way it was, the series was handled. We need, like, direction for characters. Yeah. So, to survive. So I, I, I mean, there, there could be hope, but, you know, like Static Shock appeared in Teen Titans. Who knows? Um, so thanks. Love the podcast. Red Parka. Love you. Um, P.S. <laughs> I don't know if I should say Go this. ahead. Tell Miss Lima to quit hating. Why? I don't know. Hate what? Vampirella's costume? I don't know. Just that saying. was rude. I made that up. I didn't. 
Anyway, next question. What? Should I leave? Like, I feel like everybody hates me. Oh, stop. Right, That's why he says, love you guys, blah, blah, blah. So. Okay. What is your favorite thing about the new 52? This could be a new roster for a team or a character that got their own ongoing or a new direction. They chose to take the character just to give you a few ideas. I really like that they gave us a jumping on point for all DC comics. I've been trying out a few new series, Stormwatch, I Vampire, that I don't think I would have gotten into out of the reboot. I'm also really happy that they brought back Helena Wayne, although I miss Bertinelli. And that they made Barbara Batgirl again. So this is from BOP fan number three. I agree with all of that, except the part where Barbara Gordon's Batgirl. Yeah, it, that seems weird because she had moved so far beyond. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's great for her. Maybe it's you know, it's it's good for her to get her the use of her legs back. Not that that really was a problem. No, but I, I'm less concerned about that. More concerned about her character development. She did so much. And now she's like, because she's, 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 she's like de-aged. It's like, she's not just de-aged, did... but she's kind of kind of weak. And it's like, what did she really do before? Not that interested in her. But the question was, what do we like about the New 52? So... I mean, there's, it's, there's some good being able to start things over. Yeah, it's always cool. The problem I'm having with a lot of them is that we don't know what has happened before. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of the things in, in The Flash when Captain Cold... You know, or I, I don't know if it's Captain Cole or Flash was like talking, but it's like you wonder. Oh, it was Flash on the first page. It's like when, what interactions has he had already? You know, we don't know specifically what has or hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Kyle Higgins tweeted something about that, the, like the original Teen Titans weren't necessarily the Teen Titans, but that doesn't mean they didn't work together. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I agree with that because when. Tim Drake says, we're the Teen Titans, and he he says the name just felt right. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're the first Teen Titans. Mm -hmm. He just thought, we're going to be Teen Titans now. So I I don't know about – I don't agree with what Kyle's saying there, and I haven't told him that yet. But but that's the whole thing. It's like we don't know specifically what has or hasn't happened. So Mm -hmm. sometimes that that bothers me. I think that it's also nice that you get to rediscover characters. I think that that's the most interesting thing about the New 52 is that you get to start – over again and then, you know, relearn things about characters and, and see the changes. And I think that's cool. Yeah. Still so. miss Cassandra. Well, she'll be coming in May, hopefully, in Batman Inc. That's, that's the idea. Um, there's something else that I don't know. Um, next is from richborn93. I was hoping that you guys could help me out. I'm looking for some new titles to read. I started reading Savage Dragon, and a lot of people are telling me to read Avengers Academy because I'm a fan of teen superhero books. I, uh, I don't like Avengers Academy. It's okay. I, I just, it's I don't, not my favorite. I don't like, like some of the characters. Book. I'd rather read Teen Titans. I don't like some of the characters in yeah, Avengers Academy, hope. like Hazmat or... Yeah. Um, I like that X-23 is there, but... Uh, and um, Runaways are supposed to be popping in. Well, Runaways. So, Isn't that starting? Well, I think... I don't I don't think they're getting their own series. I think they're just crossing they're over. They're just crossing over. I think that's what that big ad is. Um, um, but Wolverine and X-Men, I would say that's, that's Dude, a good place. Dude, yeah. Because get that. A lot of people say the book's overrated. Kids. They don't no. Like but yeah. They're crazy. That's the best book ever. And Brew is in it. But yeah, so if you like teen superhero books, there's that. Um, and if you love Brew, then you need to read that book. 
Invincible is like Great. issue eighty something. Yeah. But you know, go back, read the first ones. Traits. Um, there, there's there's good. Um, I've been reading X Men books more since Schism. I like Uncanny, but had to stop reading because of Greg Land. I started, maybe you should read Uncanny X Force instead. I well, there's no teens in there. Books of teen books. Oh, I right. started X Men Legacy. And I'm also wondering if Wolverine and X-Men is really the best book since Schism. Yes. So, and, Better and, and than Legacy, Schism. Legacy is good, too, because it, it, it piggybacks on, Legacy is on, good too. on Wolverine and the X-Men. Yeah. And that's the one with Rogue on the cover this week. Yeah. My last question is there other, other teen books. So, yeah, Teen Titans is good. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's good about Teen Titans is, you know, they don't all get along. They don't no. all necessarily like each other. And they don't necessarily... I'll agree that Tim is the boss, but he is, but he's not, you know. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's good that they're not just going to be all happy and hold hands and, right. and just, you know, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, last question is, what are your thoughts on Giffen and Jurgens taking over Superman and introducing Hellspont into the DCU? So um, we we had a lot of, like, the Wildstorm stuff, so it's, it's interesting that Hellspont's going to be in there, you know, probably get more Damonite stuff. Um as far as Giffen and Jurgens, um, I, like I don't. Jurgens, fine. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the first arc. You know, with George Perez doing this. I don't know. You know what I think? A lot of these books didn't really have a, a vision. I don't. You know I, what I mean? But you would think that I. I got the impression again. I don't know. Have any inside tidbits on this? But it just seemed like editorial said, "This is what we're going to do." And you know, we've heard stories that were. Um, creators had to pitch their ideas. So this is what I want to do. But then there's been other people have said there there were no pitches. That's not what happened. So I'm, I don't know what is the case or not. So it's hard to say whether someone says, I want to do this with Superman, or if editor is saying, this is what we need to do with Superman. I mm-hmm. mean, it's, I, I, I don't know. I mean, because Well, like, I mean, the main Superman story is action anyway. It's not yeah. Superman. But like with Green Arrow, who, um, so J.T. Kroll started that, um, um, Giffen and Jurgens were working on that, yeah. but I I would say that that is an editorial that says we're making Green Arrow younger because you know they probably, oh well yeah they, the, they I mean that that's like I think show. but I think that that that's like a like everybody's younger now you mm-hmm. know so that's totally an editorial thing so, because every character in the DCU is younger except Jonah Hex yeah he's like the only one that's not changed so I'm I'm not sure about Giffen and Jurgens. Um, just because the, what they did on Green Arrow, the couple issues, and That's, it's just I just don't really okay. like where Green Arrow's at right now. Right, and I don't think I think that is an editorial thing. Mm-hmm. Just a, he just feels different. Yeah. Um, next, where have all the cowboys gone? John Hicks. Hip, hippie yo yippee yay. Yeah. That was from Inferior Eagle. Oh, okay. Thanks. That was that. Um, um, it was a song. Yeah, it's a horrible song. I can't remember her name. It doesn't matter. Now it's stuck in my head. Thanks a lot, Matt. I'm not even going to try. Tony, don't. I'm going to make you listen to it later. Oh, God. With all the comic pop culture podcasts available, do you take time to listen to any any recommendations? (laughs) Thanos rules. You like the Kevin Smith one, right? Um, No. You're not a Kevin Smith fan, are you? I have no problem with Kevin Smith. I think he's a little overrated. Um... I admit I, I probably wouldn't tell that to him, his face though, <laughs> but he, I think he's a little overrated with his Batman stories and Clerks was okay, but not that great. And his idea for a TV show centered around a bunch of guys that work at a comic book shop, like I don't know, 
The show's okay. I, I still haven't seen the second episode. It's oh. just okay, right? Well, a lot of people complain that that's not accurate. Well, because, and I, I think they even joked in in the I think it was the first episode because part of what happens is a lot of people come in with just like weird random stuff to sell. And one guy's like, do you guys actually sell stuff here? Because it's, it's like they're buying more stuff than they're actually selling. So, you know, that, that part's interesting. Um, they also, again, this, I think this is the first episode where, um, was it the first? It's Anyways, like Pawn Stars. Yeah, there, there's, there's, you know, there's that angle to it. Um, the other thing, they, they had all this stuff and they had to sell it. So they kind of did like this, this mission where the three guys had to try to unload all this crap, basically, like old action figures and comics and trades and stuff like that. So they had to go to the flea market that's in town. And whoever made the most money would get the weekend off or something like that. And what do you do with your weekend off? Well, and but the, the thing is, is you know, so he had it, and and obviously, you know, they're just trying to unload stuff, and the one guy's being being a jerk, and you know, mm-hmm. there's like there's the, always the, one the, of those the collect collectible plates. And he just took it off the other guy's table and just smashed it, and then you know, what? and this is something he's trying to sell. Really? He's like, you owe me ten bucks, and so you know, it's a little weird. So there, there's drama, and so and you know, <laughs> drama <there's>, over <laughs> smashing plates. But there's stuff, so really, it's, it's, and and you know, there is there is talk. You know, like I, I think it was again the first episode. They were like, you know, how did did um, Batman get Dick Grayson, you know, and the whole describing it. He went to the circus and his parents died, and I'm rich and I want a kid. I'm I'm gonna have, you know. So I don't know. I I just think it's great that there's actually a show about comic that's comic book center. You know mm-hmm. that they what was actually the question. Um, what podcast do we listen to? <laughs> I don't have time to listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, you know, trying yeah. to keep up with all of our podcasts, Whiskey Media podcasts, which are yeah. so many. Like, I like the Giant Bomb podcast it's, it's, it takes so it's so long it is really long <laughs> yeah so um uh, i fanboy. i listen i listen to uh oh, is this just strictly comic book uh podcast? comic pop culture okay i listen to uh N- npr podcasts and uh the new yorker fiction podcast so i don't listen to other comic uh podcasts because you're sophisticated no, I. That's just what I listen to, and honestly, like I, I don't really know which ones to listen to. I just don't. I, I, I fanboy. It's got yeah. a good one. Um, I, I've seen like other people like like mention like these are all these good comic, and I know we've been lumped in with some other ones. And there's Thank um, there's like word, nice. word balloon podcast. Um, yeah. there's there's some other ones that, um. I just wish I had time. Some of them are hard to get through. I, I still have 30 episodes of Smallville on my DVR because I don't have time to watch TV, mm-hmm. let alone listen to podcasts. Yeah. I think we're approachable. I don't think we're very pretentious. Yeah. Except with all the crap I just spewed about the New Yorker podcast, which I actually listen to. It's actually great. What they do is... With your cup of tea? No, not with my cup of tea. Like when I'm at the gym or something. But it's only once a month and the... Uh, the head of the New Yorker's like uh, fiction editor, she gets an author that's been published in the New Yorker magazine to come on and choose a short story that they like from that's been published in the New Yorker in the past. Like any short story, comic pop pop culture podcast, and they have to read it, you know. And it's great, it's great because then you get like the perspective from the writer and you know what they got out of the story and how they were inspired personally and. It's really, it's really insightful. Cool. JJ86 asks, what are the best sci-fi comics ongoing or collected? No capes, 
been enjoying Dark Matter and looking forward to Saga. I'm looking forward to Saga and Higher Earth. Um, I don't know much about Higher Earth. Higher Earth is a Sam Humphreys. No capes. Um, sci-fi comics. Um, there's some good Star Wars ones. Okay, you know, Star Wars comics are kind of hit or miss. Do you like Fear Agent? Um, I've read some. It's, it's, I mean, it's it's good. It's I, not capes. Yeah. I haven't. I mean, but if we're talking sci-fi, I'm trying to think of Star Wars sci-fi? Star Wars is sci-fi. Well, I mean, like that. It says sci-fi. Do, but do you? But I'm do you going, like it? Do you like it? They're hit or miss, is what I said. Oh. Um. Some some are good. Some are. Eh. Oh, did you say Star Wars? I did say Star Wars. Oh, I didn't even hear you say you're that. Not listening. No, I am. You don't I read swear. my articles. You don't oh listen to what God, I say. No. Um. But you know, no capes. Obviously, Walking Dead is is good. Um. I'm trying to think. What other... Walking Dead sci-fi? No, that's what I said. It's not sci-fi. You're not listening. I am listening. I just said that. It's like it's not sci-fi, but Walking Dead is no capes. Jeez. You're um, mumbling your words. You're just I'm doodling so over tired. there. Oh, my goodness. I know. Um, I know. It's so bad. Uh, let's see. Other sci-fi. I'm, I'm just drawing a blank right now. Um, saga. That's, that's going to be awesome. This is a ridiculous question, Jackie C. Tam. There I don't. No I don't like this. Questions. Top five trades, comics, trades, hardcovers, omnibus, etc. I star Superman. Um, I like my Ecstatics omnibus. It is awesome and it's huge. Um, it's 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 hard hard to say because you know like like some of the Invincible trades are you know really good or Walking Dead. The Walking Dead trade. Um. Um, I like American Vampire, but see, if I say like American Vampire, like the the hardcovers, those are also single issues, which I love, and I you know I read the single issues, so I, it's it's hard. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, it's, I'll start Superman. Yeah, it's the best trade I've ever read. Hmm, maybe for me, me. You don't have to agree. All right. Burgess Samuel, he's the one that asked how come there wasn't a review for Venom 13.3. So I think that falls on you because there's you only the four one. of us or three of us that uh, write reviews now, and there are a lot more comics than we can review in a day. Also, I had food poisoning, so I was very dizzy. Don't roll your eyes at me. I was so dizzy on Wednesday. I couldn't eat. I still couldn't eat. Yesterday was my first meal in a Five days, four days. You but, just gotta watch where you eat then. Well, yeah, clearly. See, maybe you shouldn't go out to eat all the time. Do some home cooking. I do home cooking. I hate eating out because I don't like spending money. I all the do time. home cooking, but sometimes when you are in a hurry and you don't have time, you have no choice. Um, moving on. Uh, I'm trying to find who this is from. So with New Fifty Two pretty much set, what changes are you still really irked? Ab- what what changes are you still really irked about? Cassandra Kane. Yeah, uh, th- at the time I'm I'm still hung up on the five years. I don't think that's enough time. I I don't like that. You know, because basically, like if you just look at Justice League itself, all of it. You know, there's so many things that have happened with Justice League. There's no way all that happened in five years, and there's like New Krypton. You know, that always comes up. You know, that that's gone. All the Supergirl stuff that happened before, because you know, she just arrived on Earth. All that stuff. So I'm just irked about a lot of the stuff that's been erased, and then the fact that we don't know what sticks and what 
is new and that. Um, personally, I'm fine with everything now because the stories are really good. Most of them are. Yeah, I'll agree. But what irks me now is the young Ollie and the whole, did the old Titans exist? We talked about that exactly. Yeah, young Ollie, I don't like um, old Titans. Supposedly they were still together, but then the whole thing also is, um, was Cyborg with them? You know, or is he always with the Justice League? And in last week's Red Hood, you know, we see that Starfire was with Dick Grayson and all that. Um, also, with the cover World's Finest reveal, what do you think of Huntress? New 52 version behind the Huntress from Earth 2. And where is New 52 Huntress? The, what's, what's weird is the Huntress behind, she has her R on her. So it's like, yeah. what does that mean? Was she Robin, She's a Robin. At, at some point? Which is, is kind of weird. Which I don't think she ever was a Robin. She was a Batgirl, right? Um, Huntress was Batgirl. No. Huntress was Batgirl. No, she wasn't. Yeah, she was. No, she wasn't. And what, Earth, so. Earth 2? Maybe. I don't know, know what you're talking about. Pretty sure. I don't think she was. I think she was. Nope. I think she was. Huntress was, bet? was not a Robin. Your bet? Robins are Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, mm-hmm. Tim, Tim Drake, Drake, Stephanie Brown for like two weeks. Yeah. Damien Wayne. Damien and the and other girl. Carrie Kelly in Carrie the future, Kelly which the future. doesn't really happen. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Those are the only Robins. There's only been one girl who kind of doesn't count because it's the future and the future is not necessarily going to No Huntress. Unless I'm wrong. Um, last question. Does the Justice League fighting Darkseid in this relaunch count as Dark a crisis? Darkseid. Darkseid. Does it count as a crisis? Nah. No. I don't think the crisis is count anymore, right? I just wonder if the Justice League is going to survive. No. Or if they're going to die. Yeah. No, they will. Um, that, none of the crises count. I thought that was... Confirmed. Van de Dio said that they some the crisis didn't happen as we know them, but some might have happened. But that's such a vague answer. Thanks, yeah. Dan. Um, so this is from Ian E A N X S H. However you say that. Actually, one more. <laughs> what new series have you guys picked up because of New Fifty Two, and now they are your faves? Swamp Thing. That that's good. Yeah, Animal Man's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Supergirl and Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. These, besides the Bat Fan books, are amazing series. Mm-hmm. I M O, and are not to be missed. Um, I Vampire is great. Mm-hmm. Um, see what what I'm trying to think of what I wouldn't normally have been reading. You read everything. I don't read everything. You, I, I don't. Read I, a, I do read not a read all the you new. Read 50, a lot of there it, are new fifty two books that I do not purchase, and I am sorry, but I can't. I know. Um. Like the, like Stormwatch. I I tried reading the first couple issues. It, something just didn't click with me, and maybe I didn't give it a long enough chance. Voodoo, I guess. I read Voodoo. Yeah. Um, but see, it's something like that. It's it's. I mean, it's not like there was a Voodoo before, like mm-hmm. an ongoing Voodoo before, and you're only reading it because of New Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. So I, it's it's hard to I say. I guess I like to read Aquaman. Yeah. Definitely. Um, R.C. Grimshaw says, do you think we'll see more new worlds in D.C. like Earth 2? No. I'd like to see a universe where characters are opposite gender. So I think there's been one. There was In the Superman Batman, there was a storyline with that. Yeah. But in Action Comics 8 or 9, mm-hmm. President Superman's coming back from Final Crisis. So it sounds like Grant's bringing some other worlds back. 
Oh man, way but to again, make it confusing. I think I don't think it's a good idea. I think Earth Two could be confusing. It's gonna confuse people. But again, maybe people can handle it. Maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. I don't know. Tick tick chillatick asks, mm-hmm. "What story or issue do you wish you could read again for the first time?" I don't know which one. Um, I would maybe say the the, the boy who collects Spider Man. The story about the the kid who's a big Spider-Man fan, and, and Spider-Man comes visits him, and then he asks him, he's like, who are you really? And he's like, I can't tell you that. And then he's like, okay, I'm, I'm Peter Parker. And then he's like, oh, that's so cool. He's like, you can't tell anyone. And then at the end, you find out the kid's dying. He's, he's like in the hospital, and he has like cancer. I like to read Hush again. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, For the first yeah. time. I got those in hardcover. You want to borrow them? You're not going to. <laughs> and the the, the 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 pencil Jim Lee Hush is awesome. Um, I, what else? I, actually, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Um, blah blah blah. Have any of you ever found a writer or artist whose superhero books you love, but whose creator owned stuff you disliked, or vice versa? Loved a creator-owned book, but disliked a superhero book by the same writer or artist, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Example, I've liked most Olive Morrison's superhero stuff, but some of his original stuff, like The Filth, is a bit much for me. I knew that's what they were going with. This is why. Because I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Some of Morrison's, like... Flux Mentalo. It's a little... Me three. It's a little weird. Joe the Barbarian. Mm. That was good. Yeah, but I think he's he's really good at writing superhero stuff. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Um, because you look at like you know some of Scott Snyder, he does both. They're, they're, and they're, they're both they're great. Good. Um, Robert Baker, Kirkman does, Kirkman does Invincible and Walk, but those are all, both creator. Those owned. are both creator owned. Nick like Spencer. I mean, Ed Brubaker does a good job. Nick Spencer, you know, he's done. You know, his own stuff and superhero stuff. But, but they're, they're good. both good. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think who's... You know, I don't like Robert Kirkman's prose. Okay. Does that count? Maybe. Okay. There we go. Um, what's you guys' favorite comic book movie? And what comic would you like to see on the big screen? And your dream... I'm not getting the Dreamcast. I'm sorry. This is from Wild, Mer- <laughs> Wild Mercy. Dreamcast. Um, favorite comic book movie? I like Hellboy too. The first one. They're both good. Yeah. Um, didn't you like Wolverine Origins? <laughs> Loved it. Um, Loved no, it. No, Catwoman was your favorite. Stupid. Uh, no. Um, what's what's what about Iron Man, Iron Man Two, Thor, and Captain? Yeah, those America? are great. Those oh, are all great. Except Captain America. <laughs> um, my daughter like <clears throat> my daughter like Thor more than she liked Captain America, mm-hmm. which is, I thought was interesting. I guess I can see why. I mean, Captain America. I you know, I did like Captain America. I like Thor a lot, um, but I think uh, my favorite superhero movie is Nolan's first Batman. Yeah, and people people like the second one more than the first one, but I like Rachel Ghoul. So I, I don't like Katie Holmes. Well, I mean, 
It's just, it's hard to. Like. I, I finally, I bought that on, on. I didn't like Katie Holmes. I also didn't like, uh, what's her face? Yeah. Rachel, not Rachel Dawes. Um, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Hall. Yeah. Um, I finally bought Batman Begins on Blu-ray because I had it on DVD. I was like, oh, I should get this on Blu-ray, but I haven't watched I get. I haven't watched it in forever. Yeah. I, I like Batman forever. Begins. Yeah. Um, Superman 2 is one of my favorites. Um, question. I enjoy modern takes on fairy tales, myths, and legends. Me too. Is there a tale you would like to be retold in comic book form? This is from Geo Sword to Key. Well, I mean, Fables, obviously, is awesome. Mm-hmm. This week, uh, No Place Like Home came out from Image. It's um, it's kind of like, a, it, it's it's sort of like Wizard of Oz. Really? But, but different. Um, uh, it's Angelo Tertino, I think, is the writer. Basically, it starts off in Emerald City, Kansas. There's mm-hmm. a twister, and these two people are they're hiding in the, you know, they, they go into the, the cellar. But mm-hmm. there's something out there. I mean, you can tell something happens. The, the, the couple ends up dying. So D, this girl, probably D like Dorothy, she comes mm-hmm. comes back after five years. She's been living in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she comes back because her parents are dead, so she, you know, she hooks up with her friends and everything like that. But, you know, this, she, she smokes, you know, talk about tattoos and, <laughs> you know, short skirts and, you know, just – so it's not like your typical – take on, on Wizard of Oz. There's something dark in it. In the, you know, what happened to the parents, we don't know. There's this this creepy dude in the town who might know something, but, pe- you know. So it's it's interesting. It's, it's a different take on it. And, you know, I love the Eric Shannon or Scotty Young Wizard of Oz books, but this is, you know, something different. So I think it's good. And, um, like, Peter Panzerfaust came out last week, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a different take on Peter Pan. So I, I think it's always interesting. And, again, that's always what I loved about Fables because – like when my daughter was, you know, one and, you know, she was into all like the Disney fairy tales and princess and like that and mm-hmm. fables just so different. So it was cool to, to have something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as a tale, I would like to see retold. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know if there's anything, any fairy tale-ish that hasn't already been told that I'd like to see. Nothing. No, I mean, there are lots of them, but right. it's a tough one. Thanks, Gio, for a tough one. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan of Martian Manhunter since seeing him in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, me too, man. But I've never been able to find a good Decent run story. of his. Yeah, um, I know. I really liked his segments of Brightest Day, and when I heard he was joining Stormwatch in New 52, it tickled my fancy. I don't know where... Yeah. Um, but several issues later, my fancy is left untickled. No! <laughs> That's um, funny. I, I feel John needs a strong character-defining run. What creative teams would you like to tackle the character? I think Jeff Lemire and Travel Foreman would be great. Or even though I think they're both at Marvel, Joe Kelly and Chris Bacalo. Thanks again, Optimus Klein. That would be great. Yeah, I almost did, was. I was. I thought about doing a, a Martian a Manhunter three-minute expert like back in the day. And, Dude, he's such a cool character. And you know, I I. Started, you know, gathering up his. I think his his ongoing series. I think it lasts like twenty five issues, and, mm-hmm. and then didn't when when did Jeff Johns write him? Like he wrote his death, right? Um, that yeah. that whole death thing, yeah, it happened like I think it was right before Final Crisis. Yeah, uh, it was just all messy. I don't know. I mean, because then you know he died, and obviously he came back. He came and, back, yeah. Um, I don't know. 
Um, but yeah, obviously something needs to be, be done with him. Those yeah. are good choices, though, for creative teams. Plus, I, I really like Chris Bocolo. I don't know if he would be the best, in my opinion, to draw him. But Yeah, because um, travel format, I mean, obviously, is it's very stylistic and... Um, you know, he does certain. Chris Bacalo is almost like the opposite. opposite. So I, I don't know. Um, I mean, I, I do wish he was in a Justice League, mm-hmm. but it's like he's been replaced by Cyborg for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah. I'd like to see Todd McFarlane draw Martian Manhunter. That'd be crazy. Yeah. That'd be cool. I mean, that's I, I, I that's what I think. Like, some like Jim Lee, you know, some big stylistic yeah. detail, you know, just pure superhero. You know, you know that, that's the thing. Like Jim Lee's art, it, it's I, I see that as like pure superhero art. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people love it, some people don't like it so much. But mm-hmm. I mean, that's you know, you want all that crazy detail. Yeah, and I think with him, twenty more. Like, oh, that'd be cool. He does a lot of that. Crazy that would be detail. cool. I don't know. Mark Silvestri even. I almost look a little too pretty sometimes. Too pretty? Yeah. Kind of like Kenneth Roquefort in Red Hood. Yeah, I like Kenneth Roquefort too, but not so not as much. I think McFarlane though, because I like I got this image of like a spawn in my head and then like turning into Martian Manhunter. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be cool. Okay, next is from Rise to Ragnarok. Hey Tony, Sari, and Corey, who's not here? Are there any characters or teams you would like to see highlighted in DC Universe Presents? Cassandra Kane. Lady Shiva. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Does she exist? We don't know. Maybe she works at a chocolate factory. Get out. Trying to get over her, get out. <laughs> her weakness to chocolate. Get out. That's how Tim Drake beat her. That's so messed up. So Favorite messed best up. issue ever. <laughs> Also, last week's discussion made me think of a great character that Sarah could cosplay as. If you say Vampirella, I'm leaving. You want to know? Is it Deja Doris? (laughs) That's your idea. That's why you had that big... In case you missed it earlier, that's like Sarah's dream cosplay. She wants to do it someday. Tony, stop. Some people will take you seriously. We just talked about it. You can listen back. And piece it together. <laughs> they will take you seriously. They will not realize that you're being completely facetious. Okay, sir. You want to... uh, so, Rice you Ragnarok believes a good candidate for you would be Satana. She would get to wear a cool hat around all day. Mm-hmm. So, and you're shaking your head no? No. No? I don't think I'd make a good Satana. How come? Because I'm not tall enough. No, but I've seen, like, Zatannas that are really pretty at Comic-Con. I've seen Zatannas that aren't, like, tall. Well. You wear some heels, not, like, you don't, not saying crazy. I mean. Ten foot heels. No, but I don't know. You get to wear a hat and carry a a bunny. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So, no on that. Keep on trying. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the. uh, It's never going to happen. Thank you for the uh, suggestion. I wore a top hat one. I don't know. Like I, I remember like distinctly seeing this girl dressed as a Tana at Comic Con, and she was so pretty, but also very tall. And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, you have to be tall to be Zatanna. Have to be." I, I and see, I am very short. I don't. I don't see Zatanna as necessarily having to be tall. I don't know what it is, but I feel like she should be tall. Because even like on on 
Young Justice, you know, she's now 18. I almost did cosplay as Zatanna once, though. I thought about it. That's your hat. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. All right, so keep on trying, people, because she's never going to find something she likes. That's okay. I want something unique that nobody has done before. Deja. Deja Taurus. Well, what about... No one's done that. That's, yeah. I mean, that's clever. There's a candidate. We won't reveal it. You know, I don't see what the point is because... She has no shoes, so I don't know how that's going to work out. It's called modification. Alternate universe. You do what you want. Um, Sweetest Toaster says, who do you think is the one character that represents the poster boy for all of comics? Well, it used to be Superman. I would say Spider-Man or Batman. I would say Spider-Man. Because those two are probably like... Spider-Man is a greater representation of, of all comics because he is both happy and sad and emotional and funny. And Batman is none of those things. He's just very mad all the time. Yeah. But, I mean, you look at your brave and a bold Batman. Yeah, but Spider-Man... Can, oh, yeah. You know what? That's a good, you know, that's you a want good a point. You your flash with your you silver age. You a good age. point. And, you know, you got your extremely darker that's ones. That's true. That's true. All right. Yeah, I agree. But, yeah, probably Spider-Man is... Spider-Man a little more, bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's not... Because he can be very dark, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Um, with people like Miller and Kirkman making more money with creator-owned IP, mm-hmm. what incentive do creators have to do DCU um, Marvel Universe books? This Study one? paycheck. The Kid Nixon. That's what it is. Um, also, so, you know, if you grew up like reading Superman comics and you're like, gosh, I always wanted to write Superman my entire life. Like if DC came up to you and said, hey, do you want to write Superman? Chances are you're going to say... Okay, but I think the steady paycheck because creator owned, you don't make your money back. Like you're putting twenty grand into this project, you don't know if you're going to see that money mm-hmm. back. You know that's an investment and that's shaky. Mm-hmm. You know, Millar and Miller or Miller, Miller and Kirkman, they've been very lucky. But the majority of people that put out creator owned things, but books, uh, don't see a return on those books. Yeah. Because the thing is, like like you said, if you do something Marvel or DC, they're going to exploit it. Everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to read it. But you know, you're, you're going to get you're, paid no matter what. You won't get get a piece of the pie if Mm-mm. if that character if you create a character there and they go up on the big screen. Right. But if you do something at Image or on your own, you, you know, could potentially make a lot more money. If, but you just have to hope that people actually get a chance, the yeah. opportunity, are able to read it because. Not all comic stores are going to carry it, or not everyone's going to say it. it's like I've never heard of this. I don't know who this is. I'm not going to read it. So, and the thing, even if if it does pick up and there's some way to do like a movie or something like that, you might have to sell some of the rights in order to to get it onto the big screen. So you're not making all of the money off of that too. So it's 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 hard to say. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's it's if if you do something for Marvel or DC, chances are someone's you know people are going to read it. What? Like you're winking at me. My contact lens is blurry. Um, Sniffum Actual says, any good comics that have been adapted from a video game? So comics from a video game. Assassin's Creed was good. I liked that. That um, was Cameron Stewart. On the art. He wrote it. He wrote it too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and, 
and the Mass Effect comic was actually not so bad. Yeah, there's been a couple of those. They they talk or you learn well, more about the elusive man. That's because that was written by the dude that wrote the game. Right. So obviously it was pretty good. Yeah, because I mean it was it was consistent. And, mm-hmm. Um, I mean because there's there's been like Street Fighter comics which I've never read. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think what other. I mean, there's been Resident Evil comics. Those um, seem to do pretty well. They they did. There's, cause I I remember when Resident Evil Two came out that they they did like these magazine style um, comics, and then I think then later someone else picked up the license. And there's a Metal Gear Solid comic that mm. IDW put out. Um, mm-hmm. I liked them. It was Ashley Wood did the art, which is um, very stylistic. It's like almost like like painter um, abstract. It didn't fit with like the, the the crazy good graphics of the game, so it was like it was it was weird to you know think of them as the same thing. But that was good. Um, I don't know if there's been any other. I mean, there there's there's a bunch of like uh, uh, God of War was made into. Is that comic. good? Um, I think back when Zach reviewed for us, he I think he liked the first issue. He thought it was. Oh, that's right. Was, I remember that. Because I remember they, like they, that. they quoted him. Um, I can't think of any others. Yeah. Um, that's it. And that is it for the podcast. That's it? That's it. So we're going to go to Image Expo now. Yeah. In Berkeley. Or Oakland. Oakland. I don't know why I keep thinking it's from Berkeley. It's not in Berkeley. Because Image is in is Berkeley. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, Oakland. Mm-hmm. Oaktown. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. And um, next week, I probably may not be here. Right. Corey so, will yeah. be here. So it'll just be. James may be here. He, he put out there, whenever the shade comes out, he's coming in. We'll see hmm. if that happens. And I think the and shade, shade comes, comes out, out next, week. next week. Either way, so. you'll probably get him in here. Maybe. <laughs> probably not. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and have a wonderful weekend. Oh, um, also, so Walking, also. Walking Dead Sunday and Justice League Doom is out on Tuesday. Ooh, so look for that. Yeah, big stuff. Thanks, guys. All right, bye. bye.